How are you guys doing? Good evening, good sirs. Not bad. How are you doing? I'm all learned up on the maple syrup ice. Fuck, I saw is that. that what, yeah. Is that what that is? Is it like a little documentary on it or something? So there's a series on Netflix called Dirty Money, and it's about like scandals and stuff like that. Uh, and when I was looking up the Wikipedia page to send it to you earlier this week, I saw that. So was, I had time to kill because I had watched the episode like way earlier in the night than usual. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll check it out. Yeah. So, OK. <laughs> How you guys feel about this episode? Like just overall, you know, obviously we'll, we'll dive into the recap and stuff here soon. But like just. How do you guys feel about this one? It was solid elimination. I don't agree with how they ran the daily and otherwise it was fairly boring. <laughs> there you go. We're done. <laughs> End of Science show. Thank you guys delivered. for listening. <laughs> like I already, I already put it in the message. I was just like, I have, I was 29, 30 minutes into it. And I was just like, I was already done with the episode. The, yeah. I'll, 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 as I'm watching like the first 10 minutes, all I can hear is Karina in the back of my head. This foreshadowing sucks. This foreshadowing sucks. Oh my god! Don't go ten minutes, Josh. I looked at the timestamp. It, 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 it wasn't even ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, and you knew exactly who was going in and what was. It's it's ridiculous. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was so bad. Oh my god. I. I it's like literally the first note that I took about it is I was just like, okay, so here we you go know. again. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. At the same time, I did. I did enjoy it. I liked the daily. I feel like we are going to have some debate points tonight because um, I feel like we all kind of have a different view on what happened during the daily. So I'm stoked to talk about that. And then, man, the elimination. Oh, my God. The twist. We've been talking about this, waiting for this for a while. So. I think it was a pretty solid episode, but as far as like those big moments, but the rest of it, like you said, Tony was pretty fucking just boring. Meh. It was a filler episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have been so much more if they would just take the advice of not telling us about the twist and let it be a <laughs> twist. Yeah. It would have been great if it was a surprise for us too. Yeah. I, no. I just can't wrap my mind around that decision. No, and I will say, as far as the episode, I was a little bit thrown off, but not because of anything they did. So we, uh, our friend Alicia has still been coming over on Wednesday nights to watch Survivor, but we've been watching Millennials versus Gen Xers and yeah. just watching it like a couple episodes a week. And then when she leaves, we go back and watch the challenge. So I flipped my TV over to cable and we had left MTV on from last week. Oh, yeah. Which I try not to do because then that way, if I come over in the middle of something, then I'm not spoiling it for myself. Mm -hmm. So I flipped over and all I saw was the dual confessional with Anissa and Jordan and Anissa saying, I'm so glad to have my rider die by back. And I was like, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. And Sarah wasn't in the room. So, oh, so she, she I didn't yeah. say anything to her. I immediately just like went to the TiVo thing, went to the episode, started at the beginning and paused it and waited for it. Yeah. So the whole episode, when we're getting all the foreshadowing about Horacio in like the first four minutes, because I actually paused it and checked the timestamp. I was like, well, shit, Horacio's <laughs> going in and I already know that Jordan comes back. So I'm just watching it play out. The entire time, fully yeah. like fully expecting a different outcome. 
So <laughs> I was surprised by it, but only because I screwed myself over. It had nothing to do with the editing. Right, which right. was heavy handed at best. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, when you've spent years doing it one way, why change it? <laughs> yeah. Because it's dumb. I know. God, it drives like think about how much better this season would have been if they didn't tell the audience about the twist. Yeah. We just thought they went yeah. home. Yeah. And like that would have been so much better, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, it was just such an odd choice. And they've they've done that to us before where they didn't immediately tell us about, you know, redemption or you know, whatever yeah. um, they did it to us in, in X's like in the X's two or whatever, when bananas and I think that was X's too. Right. Yeah. Cause Sarah and Jordan yeah. threw him in, you know, when they, they didn't tell us about that right away at first, you know? So like, it's, it's like, you've done it before and it was awesome. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I, oh, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say really a great episode for Devin this week, though, and oh, I was yeah. all about that. Yeah, like yeah. it's been good episodes for Devin most weeks, and I still stand by the fact that last week was a great episode for Devin, even though people want to criticize what, he, you know, what he did. I, I don't think that the blame falls on Devin for that. You know, that was he was decision. out. Yeah, he was outnumbered on his team and he did. He was team player. He did was <laughs> fine. All right, cool. Whatever. All right, here you go. I'm, you know, so I yeah. still think that that counts as a great showing for Devin. Are we referring to one second? Oh. Just just so yeah. I can understand. Are we referring to last week when he helped Fessy? Yeah, that, Master and Commander. It didn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah, like it no, didn't matter. I know. I mean, and I'm not saying really that to you. Say I'm just that, saying but, that. And well, it didn't. But it, like, yeah. Like, we've already kind of saw that the fact that Jordan and Mariah were never going to fucking win that shit. Yeah. And that's the thing is people keep saying, you know, well, they, you know, it could have taken Fessy six hours. And it's like, okay, first of all, the challenge would have timed him out at some point. They're not going to let him just sit out there fucking for eight hours throwing up out in the dark and shit. Like, they got shit to do. They got a schedule to keep there. They would just time him out with a maximum time of whatever they decided to do. What's your hot take, Josh? Oh, this was a great episode for bananas i i agree okay yeah i also agree i yeah. agree oh, with that okay. it, it yeah. played well with him hot hot accurate take yeah so there yeah. you go hot popular yeah i like it <laughs> hot pop oh that's God. also hot my new pop. rock band name is that your is that your hip-hop name no it yo, would be young you, hot pop yo if you guys have not seen our artwork that rick did for devin <laughs> That we posted today. Do go to our IG. I will link the uh, the artwork, the post directly down in the description. But go look at it; it's so fucking good. I'm Rick gonna... made him a hip hop album cover because of his comment at the end of the episode. Um, you know, we'll get into all that, but <laughs> it came out so good. <laughs> I have to make a few small edits. You to do. It. A you few do. Small edits. I do. I did like that girl. Sometimes nine has to be added. Yes. I well, and that girl BB that said sucks. that it should say um, "safe" on the dagger, and I was like, "Oh, that's 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 pretty smart." Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I have good ideas. Not often, but sometimes. Right. Dude, that was that was her idea. What are you talking about? I don't know. I was I talking about the whole album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. His base idea. Yeah, the base idea. You I have mean, really good ideas. You did the Master and Commander, the um, yeah, the artwork for Devin last week, and then this one, like I just do all the artwork. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like sure. special artwork. Like you're <laughs> such a dick. Anyway, I, I appreciate it because I, 
I well, no, I appreciate it because I think my artwork shit, except for like oh, once well, in a blue moon, I'll be like, oh, this one's really good. But I'm biased, I'm excited but... to recap tonight's episode. I think it's going to be too. really good. I agree. There's going to be some good debate points and I'm ready to get into it. Do you guys want to you have any objections to that? Really quick. Yeah, go ahead. I actually just wanted to talk about something really quick. And just for anyone who's listening, if you're like against this, like you're against like cast spoilers for seasons or whatever, then, you know, maybe skip a few minutes up to past the rest of our intro to where it starts. But Yo, did you guys see the fucking cast spoilers for All Stars 4? Yes. Oh my god, you didn't? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Okay. And Tony, I know you saw him. Oh my god, you guys, like what? I want to believe some it's of them, Some of them feel a little bit like, really? Like it says both Cam and Leroy are going to be there, and I'm like... That's not going to happen. It just feel that just feels odd. Like yeah. that Cam and Leroy would both leave Kingston. I mean, perhaps he's with family or, you know, I don't know, but I, I guess it's a possibility. Laurel and Cara in the same house. And Nicole. And Nicole. Nicole. All three that's of the original Mean Girls. That's what's yeah. All three of the original Mean Girls. Rachel, Ooh, Veronica, Tina. They better bring those shirts back. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And then God, who else do we have on there? Well, we uh, get we get Brandon, Tyree, and Leroy, and they're all super, mm-hmm. super close. What time is it? Oh, Tony time. We get Tony back. Yeah, Tony time. Apparently, we've got some old, old school players yeah. like Kefla. Um, I know they brought Adam Larson back. I think the last time we saw him was like Gauntlet 2, but Kefla was like, what was that? Battle of the Seasons, the like the first one. So like season like five, four or five, four or five, and, five yeah. something like that. And then um, who else is on there? There's going to be. I'm what, not looking at a list right now. I'm just kind of off my Yeah, memory, but the but. one that's surprising me is like the car the one that I saw today. Oh. The what? The car, car going on there. That's yeah. the one that surprised me. I didn't expect to see that, but I'm excited to see her back. Honestly, the Cam one shocks me that I, both Cam I, and I Leroy are that. on there. I, I saw Leroy, but I didn't see Cam. Yeah. So here, I'm going to I'm going to text you guys both right it's now. It's the same one I sent your link into the podcast into the challenge. Admins. I'm just going to okay. tag it, though. I'll so that link. That's, I was going off of what I saw on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. I'm pretty sure Cam was on that list, but she, I know well, she's on the updated it throughout the day. Too. Yeah, I know she was on Twitter earlier. Um, let me see if she's on this Bemo list. So here, I'm Avery, the- Ayana, Cara, Flora, oh, yeah. Janelle, Jasmine, Laurel, Cam. Yep. Yep. My boy Brandon. Here. Nicole Z, you, Rachel Robinson, Tina, Veronica. Yeah. You might as well just read them all. Okay. Off. Yeah. So um, <laughs> here, I'll just go through the cast really quick. So we're filming in uh, South Africa. Uh, we don't have a theme yet, but anyway, so here's the men's cast is Ace, Adam Larson, Brad, Brandon Nelson, Derek Chavez, uh, <laughs> Jay Gotti, um, AKA Yay. Jay Crybaby over fish soup drinks, Kefla, Leroy, Ryan, Kehoe, um, Steve is the back. hand model, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Time, uh, Tyree Ballard. And then for the women, it's Avery, Ayana, Cara, Flora, Janelle, Jasmine, Laurel, Cam, Nicole, 
Rachel, Tina, Veronica, and then alternates on site are Genesis and Cyrus. And now these aren't completely accurate. Don't nothing is guaranteed until they are in front of TJ. And these are spoilers. They're always subject to being wrong. But yeah. that's kind of the cast we're looking at for All Stars Four, and I'm pretty fucking stoked for it. Don't disrespect, don't disrespect my boy Cyrus like that. He's not an alternate. He's an OG. He needs to be on there. Yeah, that's I agree, agree with that. But yeah. Here's the thing. We don't know for sure yet. Based off of previous seasons, the odds of an alternate coming on are pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I am very excited by the fact that, and don't get me wrong, I love some of the people that we've gotten in the first three seasons of All Stars, but I'm glad we're getting a break from some of those characters. I agree. Because I, like Tony, very much agree that in every sort of challenge, there should be a rotation that happens and Mm -hmm. interchanging of cast members so we don't get the same core six to ten players every season. Yeah. I'm stoked on the cast, but my issue is, like, a lot of them could still be flagship easily, like Laurel was this season. Yeah. So, and that's not a dig against Laurel because I will take Laurel on whatever competition based show she wants to be on. Right. Or just on my TV, I will watch. It's it's just strange. Some of the people that are going to All Stars, yeah, that are still recent enough, having been on flagship, yeah, to just go back on flagship. Yeah. And, exactly. And don't. Yeah. No, I agree one hundred percent on that because to me, Cam shouldn't be on all stars she should be on but it might be too long for her so i understand and i understand that and and if it's going because leroy's there and that's the show that leroy's chosen that he wants to do then i agree with that as well but i do agree with tony's point that some of these people i would rather see on the flagship get rotated in yes but it's also been shown that being on all stars doesn't disqualify disqualify you from the flagship and vice versa with Jordan, Jordan Wes, Wes, yeah, you know, so on and so forth. So, and Kayla, I would really love to see John A jump back to the flagship. I would love that's it. the one person I'm missing from those from the list. I would that was literally what I was about to say yeah, is that she's she probably actually not allowed because she'll win again. She well, she bamboozled some people, including <laughs> Rick. Yeah, she did because she got me good. She put up like a story of her like flying out of like an airport or whatever, and so like a bunch of people, Rick included. Nashville all thought that she was going to be on the list. And then when it released and she wasn't on there, like Rick was like super confused and shit. He's like, what the fuck? And then he like, she put up another story and you know, she's just like hanging with a friend or whatever. They were like at the gym or something. So it was like, she was just flying somewhere, but I don't know. I kind of have a feeling like she knew what she was doing when she posted it at the same time that everybody else was flying out. <laughs> One time. Here in the future, I don't know when, but at some point I should, when they announce the cast or in the departure spoilers, the day it happens, I'm going to take a picture like I'm going to the airport too. And then I'm just going to go radio (laughs) silent for like eight weeks. Say nothing. He's not going to be on the podcast. Nope. Remember, like, we're going to be pulling like, uh, what what were they saying when Tyson was gone off of his podcast? And they were like. It's very challenging. It's very challenging to get a hold of of Rick right now. You're going to have to run like deep. (laughs) You're going to have to run like deep fakes to fucking pretend like I'm really here. Just run old audio clips. Loop me in. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh Welcome to the Challenge Fandom podcast. 
Just <laughs> fucking play with the worst. Yeah, with, with that, that being, being said, said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, my God. That'd be fucking glorious. I'm uh, actually stoked, though. Like, we've got some good shit coming up. Like, uh, haven't really gotten anything official, but Global Championship should be coming out soon. And I'm actually right. excited for that. You know, and then we're going to get All Stars 4. I'm thinking we'll probably get a season 39 towards the end of the year. And a Challenge USA 2 at some point. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah they're I also casting that. for USA 2. I was actually just talking to Dusty about it the other day because I was like, dude, they better call you. Like, I would love to see Dusty play. Low key. That's what I said on this post, yeah. Low key, you know who I would love to see them bring over to USA 2 mm-hmm. is Pauly. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see yeah. him in a new dynamic with new people. Yeah. And see how he would run that game with the experience he has. I think it'd be really interesting. The downside is then you've got somebody with experience of how the flagship game is played versus. But, but they have the experience from USA one too. it's they're going to see other people and you know, they're going to bring someone back like somebody from USA is probably going to get recasted. The challenge USA, which is still separate from how the flagship has been played. Don't poly on there. I do kind of agree with that. However, I did see something that said that now for season two, they are qualifying previous CBS players who had gone on to do the challenge, but they're going to qualify them for USA. So people like, you know, Jay, Josh, Polly, Devon, like all those people will now be qualified for USA. And so Cody and Polly. Oh, Cody's doing some other show or something. Cody's isn't on the it? Traders. Yeah. 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 With Rachel Riley. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think it's on a different network. Yeah. And here comes the inevitable, which is like, we're going to end up getting Jonathan on USA, but I would much rather see him on the flagship. True. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the thing is if like, he's not on USA too. I'm, I'm going to riot. Like I will riot if he's not on USA too. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. I will be so upset. Anyway, sorry. I just had to. Yeah. <laughs> him and Dusty it's his, both. Yeah. It's his birthday today. Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, and I never got a chance to repost that. It is. It's Jonathan's birthday. It's uh, Shamika's. Shout out to Shamika. If you don't know who or who she is, then I don't really She's I don't know. She's Jay's number you. three fan. <laughs> Just kidding. She's Jay's number one fan. I was counting me and Tony above her, but that's not really true. Karina, clip out the just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, because and she'll she'll call you guys out too because I've supported her in challenge fans on Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah. She'll call you guys out on that one. <laughs> She's like, no, not Josh. Right. And then uh it is also Bamber's birthday to her today. So shout out to Bamber. Oh. We made her a fun little a fun little video for her birthday. That's an indication of how long my day has been. I was like, well, Bamber's birthday was yesterday because we talked about that yesterday. But no, that was this morning. <laughs> yep, it was. Well, I guess it was kind of yesterday for you. Yeah, for technically. You. Yeah, technically. Today's also the day uh, Devin's album dropped. Which oh my is, God, you're such a uh, dork. You know, charge it to the challenge game. You're such a dork. Including hits Have like... we started discussing the uh, recap? No, but we should get into <laughs> it. Let's fucking go because I want to talk about this episode. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. So I'm excited. Are you excited? Because I'm super excited. I'm so fucking excited. All right. Doo-loo, doo-loo, doo-loo. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable, where tonight we're going to be discussing Season 38 Rider Dies, Episode 14, 
terrorists of love. And you know what? <laughs> Here at the Challenge Fandom Podcast, we don't negotiate with terrorists. That's not what we do. <laughs> oh my God. As always, you've got myself, Ricky Hayes here. I've got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, next to me. We've got Tony, Stats and Info, Lance, and then the one, the only, Josh motherfucking Chambers. <laughs> yeah, it was a new one. I'm just trying it out. We'll see how it goes. We'll go next week. What was that? Anyways, guys, thank you so much for hopping on with us. How's everybody doing tonight? Fucking great. Better now. Yeah, you know what? That wasn't good enough. Let's hear one more. I'm joking. Let's not do that today. <laughs> Guys, I'm happy you're on here so we can uh, break down this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, overarching thought. Good episode. Bad episode. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to stick with what I already said in the intro. And sorry, it I, was it, it had good parts. And then the rest of it was just kind of like boring. Yeah. Sorry. I missed that. I, yeah. I, I had some stomach issues. Middle episode. Middle yeah. episode. Middle okay. of the road. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. It's not great. I would say, uh, yeah, on a, I'm going to go with a different rating system just to annoy Jesse in case he ever <laughs> listens to us. And I'm going to say out of a one out of 10, it was like a 6.5. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it was I. It was I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the same as what you guys are saying. I just wanted yeah. to do it different because it had some moments. It did. It had some very quotable it some moments. moments. That's it that's it did have some yeah. good quote- quotable moments yeah. for sure. Like the cutest thing, though, can we just talk about like the opening to this episode when Horacio brings Olivia like the roses in the card for her birthday and yeah. writes her the card about, you know, like, I know we're on separate teams, but you're always my ride or die, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like that's super cute and just kind of feeds to, you know, what we were talking about last week when Rick had to make his formal apology to Olivia <laughs> and Horacio about questioning, you know, their level of rider you know, dinus yeah exactly but i think this kind of you know speaks to that too because that's not something that like you see like fessy would ever do that for mariah <laughs> you or you know literally took the thoughts right out of my head <laughs> on that one fessy wouldn't do that for josh fessy doesn't even know when mariah's birthday is and she doesn't know when his or is either so she has yeah. you know who fessy would do that for <laughs> yeah i'm glad we're all in agreement on that but hive mind the <laughs> hive mind hive podcast tonight I, you guys are in for a fucking treat um but no i liked it i the more they're on the more they grow on me i mean i don't think i could like them any more than i already do but yeah as great as Norris and mariah and jack was Olivia and Arasio are rookies of the year, hands Dude. down. They might be rookie yeah. of the year for the last couple seasons, in my opinion, the way especially, they're playing this game. Especially like Arasio after this episode. Like, what the fuck? And then, ju- uh, sorry, really quick, yeah. I'm working on a little highlight reel for Arasio. And I went through and I wrote down like the different dailies and then like his elimination and like. All of his eliminations and then different dailies that he's done really well in or done something super impressive in. And like, there's a lot of really impressive shit that he's pulled off this season just physically. I'm not even talking about like, you know, social or gameplay. Obviously, we know like he's not top tier in that, but like the physical aspect, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, no, it's so far. So far. We still have what, like another six, seven episodes in theory, if, if, like the spoilers and stuff are correct saying that there's supposed to be 22 episodes in total with the reunion like if he gets another elimination win this season 
Yeah. Even if he doesn't, if he just makes the final, we're going to have to redo our episode of greatest rookie season of all time. What if he goes on to win the final? I was talking to somebody about this earlier. If Orasio had this type of season, whether he has another elimination or not, but he he hits this legendary mark of eliminations, has performed as well as he has in every single daily challenge. He's in the top for nearly every one of them and then went on to like win the final. That's like that's like Turbo's win, but without the bad attitude and with elimination wins. Yeah, that phenomenal. I would I would just I I don't even know what to do with him at that point, because you can't really put him on like a Mount Rushmore necessarily on a rookie year like that. But damn, that puts him really freaking close. You know what it really rookies. Yeah. You know what it really reminds me of, though? It reminds me of Fessy's rookie season. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's so many similarities with it. I mean, Fessy himself even noticed that. Uh, yeah. With all of the uh, what was it? Uh, not targeted at all. One elimination in the pole wrestle against Jordan and dead last in the final. I mean, That's it's almost a mirror image. It really is. Shitty performances in the dailies. I mean, it's impressive, but. Anyways, getting back to the episode, I really wanted to bring this up and I'm going to read this verbatim and let's see who catches up. Your stare was holding, ripped jeans, skin was showing, hot night, wind was blowing. Where you think you going, baby? Hey, I just met you Mm, mm, and And this this is is crazy, crazy. Mm, mm, but here's my number. So call me, mate. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That was the fucking highlight of the intro for me. I fucking <laughs> love that part. I, I looked at was Karina that, and we just bust out singing. I'm sorry. Was that like an outing or were they just out in the backyard? Because I literally like blinked and then like missed if they were just walking outside or if they were leaving somewhere to go like to an outing. I, I have no idea. I can't tell. I feel like they I went on an outing. talking about. At the beginning of the episode, episode. I know because you don't get the music, so you have no idea. No, I get techno music. (laughs) It's like wherever Tori is having that conversation with Anissa. And and Jordan, Chauncey, and Horacio are standing there. It's right after. Yeah. yeah, Their mini beach day, beach picnic. Yeah. They went out to like a beach or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. so. I just they, wasn't they sure. Somewhere. Yeah. It was just all of a sudden they were in a different location. I, th- thank they you. I literally because bananas had his guitar slung over his shoulder. Oh yeah. Okay. See, I saw him walk out the door, but I was like, are they just going outside, or are they leaving and going on an outing somewhere? And then like I literally like blinked, and then like they were just standing outside talking, and I'm like, where are you? <laughs> But it really so, didn't matter because all it was was there for one freaking conversation. And then was a bunch so of dumb. B-roll in the background. It yeah, so it was a Tori once again questioning what Jordan has reconfirmed to her multiple times that he would never vote for her. But asking Anissa, do you think he would vote for me? Anissa's fucking more done with it than we are. It's it's getting yeah. it's she almost getting, off the train. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sorry. Like, I love Tori to death and and her feelings are completely 100 percent valid. And we'll get into this a little bit more in the episode because it is such a a main theme in the first part of this episode Mm -hmm. and into interrogations, but into elimination, into everything. Yeah, it's just it's Jordan to me in this episode almost hit 100 percent on his arguments to me and his the way he was perceiving it. and. And that's just the way I feel about it, looking at it. And it, maybe it's because I'm a guy and I'm correlating with the guys. And I don't know how a woman feels in that situation. So 
it's it's a stuff it's a tough and really sticky situation and it's hard to take sides but i've taken a side in this episode and we'll get into it more and you guys can hate on me all you want just send all the messages to our main ig page and karina will tell me i will make sure that rick gets to see all of them (laughs) so i know Um, you were loving the fact that i okay yeah i just want to point this out just really quick and again sorry tony Tony, yeah because this does not apply to you but this is like the fourth time this season fourth or fifth time this season that they've played a k flay song and i'm like okay first of all whoever is doing the music this season is just fire emoji fire emoji fire emoji just killing it and i'm loving that they're using k flay i'm a huge k flay fan so that was really cool but anyway intro is super short the episode actually kind of felt very rushed and i was curious why obviously we end up seeing why at the at the end of the episode but we go right, right into the daily, like probably within the first like seven to 10 minutes of the episode. Can I just say, I feel like the challenge once again missed the mark on the name of this daily. They went with it takes two to tango, but they could have easily gone with it takes two to make the thing go right. And that was a real missed opportunity, in my opinion. Dude, that would have been even better. Yeah, I mean, they've already quoted it's a very long title. Yeah, but at the same time, they've named an episode Get Rich or Die Trying, and there's no reference or anything to that, and it doesn't correlate at all, so why not? There was the next week. Yeah, but they've also got Osei Can You See Tiffany. That's a long-ass title, too. And Tyson We Trust. Yeah, well, you know what? Jesus Tyson. Motherfucker over there looking like Jesus. Sorry, we're going off the rails here. So anyways, the idea of this daily is that you're on top of a building about 300 feet above the ground, and you're heart- harnessed to one of your teammates of the opposite sex. And you have to walk this like little beam that has like, you know, little plateaus that you have to step up on. And then you have to stand on these little pedestals and do a 360 on them, go all the way to the end, repeat it all and come back and finish. Whoever has the best time wins and uh, wins it for their team, wins it for their team. Yeah, exactly. So and the way the teams are broken up, multiple people are going to have to go multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, first up is Fessy's team, and it's Fessy and Tori. And, like, I thought <laughs> I thought Fessy was going to take the lead in this, but Tori fucking was, like, bum-rushing him through this fucking and She team. was. She was, like, pushing him through it and, like, holding him up and just fucking just, <laughs> just walking him back, through Just step that. back, step back, step <laughs> back. I was like, fuck, I was like, Tori. get right. in, Tori. <laughs> they did pretty good, too. Like, obviously, it's it's difficult to really know because they didn't do like times and stuff which by the way we did not bring this up but we should have was it last week yeah it was last week i thought we they, did no we didn't bring it up we totally spaced it they were showing the times on the screen mm-hmm. and yeah. i'm fucking yeah. here for that i love that anyway we did not get times this week so it was really difficult to like really know but they looked like they did pretty good. But yeah, I thought that was pretty funny the way she was just like fucking just kind of like walking him through it. Like just, you know, can I say something? And, and this is more of an overarching theme for this daily. And we're going to get into the reason why I think this is important in the very next moment. Mm-hmm. But is instead of it being whoever was the fastest individual pairs won it for their team, it should have been what was the total time for, you Correct. know, the the three teams and that way it would have been you know more based on who's the better team instead of who just ran through this because they've done it twice yeah Yeah. so here's my thing with that 
not that I agree with what happened or that I am giving a pass to Chauncey for quitting or that none of that. I, I, I absolutely think that's the better way to do it. However, I feel like this formatting it this way created a situation, an organic situation in which I think that even though Chauncey wasn't punished by the game, it's going to be used against him moving forward down the road. And, you know, I had this debate with a couple of people in a different challenge groups today. And I just want to say, like, I don't necessarily think that the cast really, truly like gives a shit. But are they going to use it as an excuse to go after him and Bamber if they don't win? They don't need Fucking to just go after Bamber anyway. But it, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, they're going to use that. As, like, they can use that as an excuse to him now. Like, so the fact that it didn't come down to cumulative team times makes sense to me because they already knew that the teams were at an end. This was the end of it. And they needed to create friction between everybody getting back into their ride or dies and getting off of these teams. But it's not a guarantee that somebody's going to quit up there. Right. So they changed the rules because of it? I don't think they changed the rules. I just No, I don't think they changed the rules. Well, I think that's just how they formatted the game. But while I don't disagree with you that, yes, they'll use this as an excuse in the future to go after Chauncey, they'll also use the excuse that he's a rookie. And they'll also use an excuse that Amber's a threat because she's won a championship or Amber's not. I mean, they'll use the excuse that somebody else put a vote on him. So I'm going to put a vote on you like they don't really need an excuse. No, they don't need one, but they all always have one. Yeah, I'm just saying this is just another it's going to come back around is is my feeling. I'm not so upset about him not being punished in the game. Because I honestly feel like Bamber and Chauncey will be the next ones targeted. Uh And it sucks for Bamber, but, you know, it it is what it is. Now, I did get into a little bit of a debate with somebody who was saying that she felt very strongly that Bamber and Chauncey would not be targeted because now people have seen him quit this challenge. It weakens him and they're going to want to run against him in a final. So I I actually wanted to see how you guys feel about that, because in my opinion, this this weakness doesn't really apply to a final because they don't ever do heights and finals. But, you know, I could be looking at it wrong. I I don't know. Well, that's not necessarily true. They had to climb down out of a helicopter in a final. Uh, Yeah, I guess you're right. They yeah, you're right. And they they did the skydiving thing in Dirty 30. I think this is the one and only time that I will disagree with Karina on the history of the podcast. And it's not even a fully disagree. I don't like how they formatted this daily in any way, shape or form. I think it should have still been the team format. I think their team should have been hurt in some manner because a member of their team quit. And that's the way it's done in the past. He had, there was nothing for him. There was, he quit. Okay. Nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. So it was kind of a, Weird daily for me watching it and then being like, oh, okay, there's no consequences and it's not a team thing. And when Fessy and Tori did their thing, they didn't do it correctly to begin with. No, they, they were didn't. supposed to stand on the circle and turn. Fessy, as soon as he stepped on it, he jumped around. And I never ever want to hear bananas say, well, we didn't get an above, above thing when Jordan landed, but we also didn't get a zoom in when Fessy. And um, Nani completed it either. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to hear that stuff from Bananas anymore. Do I really think that they actually won? 900% because I saw how Fessy run it early and he didn't do it correctly. So, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, here's my, my, 
Here's my thing on it is I agree that it should be based on the team because they're running as teams. So that's like the major like hitch for me on, you know, individual performance versus if we're doing individual performance, we should have done this as ride or die partners, not teams. But with that being said, what are they going to do in this situation? Like, how could they punish Chauncey with the way this? If they did it in the team format. The other but team they would have won because they got disqualified and they would have won. But think about it. Technically, there was a consequence for the team because it's the fastest pair out of the, you know, the fastest pair wins it for your team. So Chauncey and Anissa not going, that's one less chance that they have at winning this challenge. And the other team still the has. the slowest group anyway. But True you story. never know. You never know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Know. With a fear, but we don't. Be the slowest. Well, I mean, here's my thing is, Let's say, fuck all the team shit we're talking right now. The game was what it was, right? How do they punish him with the setup of how they did this daily? How are they going to punish him? They can't. They They would have had to do cumulative team time. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's a null and void point that the challenge messed up in the way they formatted this. Not that they're going easy on Chauncey. They just had no way of doing anything. I'm not looking at it from the point of view of, they need to penalize Chauncey. I'm looking at it strictly from the point of view of like, if this was done in almost any other season, it would be cumulative across the entire team. Well, and just go ahead. I'm sorry. My problem is, is we had two people going to an elimination that actually finished it and didn't quit. Well, and here's my thing is any other season, if he does this, he comes in last place and goes into elimination. Right. Yeah. So I, while I get your point and it's hard to really argue it, you know, I, I see the counterpoint just, to it as well. I mean, sucks, yeah, but, yeah, but at the same time, like everybody wants to complain about everything constantly being the same and it's the same and it's the same and it's expected and it's predictable and it's this and it's that. And that's pretty much what you guys are asking for right now is for them to do the same predictable shit that they've done on every other season. They switched it up yeah. they threw a new format in this team thing, knowing that everybody was going back into pairs, possibly foreshadowing to the players that, hey, you're going to go back to working into pairs very soon. You know, and so that's how I look at it is. And I I understand doing the change, but my thing is, are we doing change for the better or are we doing change for change's sake? Are we doing twists for twists sake? Are we doing twists to actually make it more engaging of a show? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's. I think it depends on who you are. Like, look, it's in every season's a mixed bag. To me, yeah. this is a really good season with a really good format. And this is one small thing that they messed up mm-hmm. uh, where in comparison, we can look at other things where we just have ripped them on because yeah. it's not formatted. Right. Like the finale of the Challenge USA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So but it does fall into that line that production didn't think this one all the all the way through, mm-hmm. just like they didn't think all the variables that could have happened in the finale of USA. And it's kind of like the same story um, is the way I look at. It. Can I I'm going to move on just a little bit in the Chauncey uh, Anissa theme. The TJ quote. No, what oh. what Anissa said where she goes, yeah. you know, I need a partner to motivate me. But at the same time, she's not willing to be that partner to Chauncey. Like, why wasn't she? I mean, maybe we just weren't shown it. Maybe it wasn't edited. And I love Anisha. But she said that she wasn't going to wasn't going to put any effort into somebody who wasn't going to put the effort in themselves. But then, like two seconds later in the confessional, like Rick said, 
said that she needs somebody who's going to encourage her and support her. And she basically said that she needs a partner to specifically do what she wouldn't do for Chauncey. Yeah. And I like Rick. I absolutely like I'm an Anissa fan, but I was mm-hmm. not an Anissa fan in this moment. Like I wasn't she just kind of stood there and dead eyed him when he's clearly like not comfortable up there. He she was freaking out from the edit, said nothing while they were there. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was trying to get him to do it. There was no audio of Anissa in that moment. The only audio that I can recall is from confessionals. Right. Yep. And like, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it isn't. And, you know, and that's what really rubbed me the wrong way is you're you're saying I'm not going to put forth the effort to help somebody else. But I expect somebody else to go out of their way to fucking help me and push yeah, me. Yeah. And it's like, like the thing, though, she also DQ'd. It wasn't yeah. just Chauncey. Yeah. They DQ'd. If we're going to go on this whole thing about fastest pair, mm-hmm. then they DQ'd as a pair. They didn't DQ as Chauncey and Anissa just happened to be paired with him. They DQ'd as the Chauncey and Anissa pair. Yeah. No. So yep. that's on both of them. I'm curious if she would have motivated him a little bit more if that would have affected like it was a cumulative time and it would have affected the team or if it was a girl's day. Potentially. Yeah. But no. And, and But what TJ did say was fucking hilarious. That shit you, was funny yeah, when, when Chauncey was like telling him, like, I can't do it. And he's like, you can't like, I know you can. Like, yes, you can. And he's like, he's like, dude, you've already jumped off this building. I'm not even asking you to jump off it. I'm asking you to stay on it. And I was just. I, I fucking, fucking died. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, TJ. Yeah, I fucking love TJ so Dude, much. He's so good. Yeah. I'm so glad, like, he's getting, like, more, you know, screen time and more involved with, like, you know, just bantering, talking shit, laughing. You know, we're getting more TJ. And it just makes the show feel... Like what we saw in Challenge USA? More well-rounded, yeah. Yeah. And we'll yeah. get on All-Stars. And yeah, it just, it feels yeah. more well-rounded. The huh? more active role that TJ plays in the show, the more I enjoy it. Well, I mean, yes. shit, I, I did that that poll thing on, um, on Instagram. Well, it was like a question box, you know, and I asked everybody, like, you know, there's been a lot of criticism around the show lately, the last few years especially. What makes you keep coming back every season to watch every season? The the one guy guy there was there was over a hundred podcast. There was over a yes. hundred fucking responses yes, to that. Tony. Yes. Sorry, he said challenge fandom podcast, and that's the right answer. It's not. That's okay. I'm just waiting for you to be done. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there was over like a hundred responses to that, and the most named answer was TJ. That's why people yeah. come back every year. That's well, why they come back every season. They want to watch TJ. They like him as a host. They like him as a person. And, you know, so they definitely need to utilize him more anyway. So I didn't write down like all of the I was going to say I didn't even see Bamber and Devin go. They didn't really show much of them. Like, yeah, they showed them like starting to walk off and then it'd be somebody else walking back. And, you know, they were just cutting and splicing it together. Um, But what I did see was freaking Orasio and Nani like they murdered that. I think Devin even said like, this is how this challenge was supposed to be played was the way Orasio and Nani played it. They fucking tangoed across. Oh, they did so good. And they were so fast. I was so sure they were going to freaking win. Oh my God. I was so sure it was going to be Orasio and Nani. Ah, too bad. It wasn't cumulative. Yeah. Cause they probably would have won. Yeah. But Fessy and Casey uh, end up going. Fessy goes for a second time. And, 
they end up getting the fastest time out of everybody and uh, win it for their team. It was all Casey. So it really was because she was fucking falling backwards and kept her balance. <laughs> right, being pushed. Fessy pushed her the way Tori pushed him through it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. The amount that Fessy was shaking on that beam, he could have prepared James Bond's martini. It was <laughs> intense. I was yeah. I was going to make another joke, but I it's it's rough, so I won't. But I'm just going to say <laughs> it was going to be a, about uh, anyways. No, no, just not going to do it. Instead, I'll make another joke. I'm surprised as much as he was pushing KC that she didn't blow out her knee. Oh, shit. Good night, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Tip we'll your waitresses. <laughs> so I've seen quite a few different like posts and comments and stuff throughout the fandom about. Fessy winning and people feeling like it was rigged for Fessy's team to win. Show the times. So, yeah. Uh, 100%. Just, yeah. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I just, 100. I don't know. Like, that's why we didn't see the close up. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I'm going off of Banana's energy because he can't say it. I know it can be edited to make, you know, like certain people look quicker or slower than they were, but I don't know, man. It just, it just felt very. I don't know. It didn't feel as fast as like Orasio and Nani. I don't know. And then like we didn't even see half the teams go. And how pissed the are they still the orange team? I don't. I think so. Orange and pink underdogs. How pissed Jordan was? Yeah. His face. They were they were equally confused and pissed off that the other team won. Yeah. And I mean, fair. I would be pissed off if the other team won as well on like when you're already that short of players. Yeah. But it seemed and tinfoil hat on, it (laughs) seemed much more like they fully felt that it was a foregone conclusion that Horacio and Nani had a way quicker time and they seemed completely in sync and they didn't seem to stumble as much as the other team. Now, obviously none of us were up there. So it can be edited that Casey and Fessel stumbled just as much as it can be edited that Nani and Horacio like went right through. We're perfect. Yeah, exactly. So it's just I hard also to say. like the other team better. I do too. Well, and here's my thing. They could easily rectify this and get rid of the speculation by just putting timers up. Yeah. Like the old school days. Listen, I'm going to need you to calm down and come in here with facts. It's my job. I'm stats and info. And you're just throwing things willy nilly, like having us actually know what the timestamps are to know who won a challenge on a show that's based on who wins challenges. I'm not here for it, Rick. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say hide mine, but you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so fucking ridiculous. It is. This sport. Yeah. But there's no fucking there's- regulation. Yeah. You None. cannot put fist sport and challenge in the same sentence anymore. You've no. talked about this for the last two years about what it created as a fist sport. And you, as it is right now, you cannot in any way, shape or form. No, no, you could, but it has to be. The challenge is not the fifth sport. Yeah, it is <laughs> more closely related to the WWE yeah. than it is an actual sport. Yes. And, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right. But I'm cool with that, too. But say, okay. say what it is, though. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest. Claim it to be this when we know it's not, when it's really this. Tell me what it is. I'm happy that it's separate because I can still say that I don't watch sports. Yeah, there you go. You don't watch curling during the no, Olympics. 
You don't watch the Olympics at all? Not if I can help it. You really? don't watch hockey as a Canadian? I thought it was like a birthright that you had to. I watch Mighty Ducks. It's required. Fair enough. That's if game. you watch sports movies, sports you watch sports and you're a sports fan. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Did you like Rudy? Who doesn't like Rudy? Exactly. Sports football fan. fan. Because it's a true story. story. Not because it's a football movie. No, it's a true I watch story Remember about the sports. Titans because I don't want to watch the Super Bowl, but I still want to eat snacks. But we all know your favorite team's the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. A sports fan. You can't be a sports fan and have a favorite team called the Titans. Who's an actual sports yeah, fan? Yeah. Oh my god. You guys are an actual sports team. Welcome to the Challenge Sports Fandom Podcast anyway. where we debate Tony's fandom. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but so we have our winners of the daily. Yeah, the, yeah which, Fessy, and Fessy and Casey, Casey, which surprisingly both knees intact. Can we go that there needs to be four knees intact? I just want to give props to Bananas for actually being like a competent partner for Olivia. Yeah, because she was scared of heights and he was a badass about it. Like he helped her throughout the entire thing and encouraged her throughout yeah. the yes. entire thing. This was his episode. And super yep. relatable what he said where he goes, look, I might look like I'm having it together, but I'm shitting my pants right now. Yeah, and that's exactly. super yeah. relatable because we would all be in that situation. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Know? And it's it's it all comes down to like intention and delivery. And I said this to Sarah when we were watching it. If Fezzi, if Fessel wasn't consistently such a dickwad, he would be somebody that I would root for because he is a good competitor, but he has a terrible attitude. So yeah. you look at when Chauncey didn't do it, Fessel's Fessel was pissed. And yeah. he was going on about how like it's a guy's day and he needs to pull it together. And yeah, we're all scared, but we're doing it. Yeah. And then you've got somebody else who's scared in Olivia, who also has a fear of heights. And Bananas is absolutely encouraging her and getting onto her level. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's the difference. Exactly. But you know what? Fessy does have a good eye because after her Arasio went, he clearly stated that Arasio truly reminds him of him on his rookie oh season. God. You Don't know? forget when he said, I see you, Arasio, which means I see. that uh, he's aware that he's there. No, I think it was more of the avatar theme. Like, I see you. Oh, I thought he just had like put in his contacts for the first time and then realized that there were other people in the game other than Fessel. Oh, that was Spider-Man meme where he's like, Toby McGuire takes off his glasses and he's like, oh, there's Horacio. What, what Fessel really thought is it was the Spider-Man meme where they're all standing around pointing at each other because he thinks Horacio is him, which he is Him, not. Horacio, Jordan, True. Bananas, they're all the same. Yeah, same. He's the same. same, same level. Just, for, just for the purpose of the meme. Yeah, it's yeah, Spider-Man. Spirenelli's just gonna be chilling, shaking his head like mm, trivia king right here. Anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, Fessy and Casey win the daily, winning it for Fessy's team, and uh, we head back to the to the house. So yeah, and we and we, it goes pretty much right into interrogation, does it not? It goes directly into interrogation. Directly. Here's my thing: Why are they even doing a fucking interrogation? There's only three people. Like they're all going down there. What what are we doing? For who they're gonna toss in? But it's still stupid. No, 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 no. You already know exactly what happened. Is the reason why? Yeah, I know, and that's why yeah. I'm saying why don't they just do it like it used to be where. I know the game changes and evolves and I'm complaining, but that's what I do on a fucking podcast. That's what I'm here for. So right. is no, no, there was only, oh, sorry. Yeah. But why not just show the team vessels team debate on who they were going to throw in? We would have gotten almost the same fucking discussion 
because Devin and Orasio pretty much said well, the same things. Yeah, well, and they already had the debate before they even had anyone come in the room. And I actually liked that conversation yeah. more than I liked any of the conversations that they had with with people once they came in. in you know, and, and yeah. speaking of that and bananas, what Tony was saying earlier you still get the old taste of bananas where he's trying to slowly prod people to see how he can push them with Tori. Like, would you consider putting Jordan in with mm-hmm. everything? said? Yep. And then when he talked to Devin, what do you think? Do you think he, he, she would be okay putting Jordan in? <laughs> like he's really trying to push that. Cause he knows like he doesn't want to see Jordan in a, in a final, but it was at a much more relaxed and non-confrontational pace. Unlike yeah. earlier bananas. Yeah. The smarter, older bananas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like when Anissa Anissa was talking about how she wasn't sure if she want like that her and Jordan have been getting along really well, and she said something along the lines of like I don't know if that'll come into play later on in life. And she's like, it won't. Yeah, right. He said would put my name in, and then he put my name in, and then stuff happened. Shut up. Okay, shut no up, Fessy. Not Cry like you haven't backstabbed it. every single yeah. fucking person you've ever worked with. What happened with? to your ride or die last week? What yeah. happened? Oh, she went home. Yeah, what happened last season with Bamber? What happened so, the season fucking before that? And before that? What happened with Nelly? Oh, what happened with, like, you were really close with Josh, right? Before you hit him and yeah. got removed from the game. Like, so I shut up, up, I, made a, I made a comment on a post on Twitter, and I was just like, how can anybody watch the challenge or even go into the challenge thinking you can trust Fessy in any way, shape, or form? Ever. And our, you can trust him to be untrustworthy. Yeah. One of our number one guests in appearances was a first person like it. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> oh, I love Alex. Speaking <laughs> of, if you haven't, go look up uh, the review of Avatar, the new Avatar <laughs> on yes. the New York Times, because Alex is fucking quoted in that, and I love yes. seeing that. Hilarious. You yeah. That was amazing. We need you to link to that. Just... Yeah, we're yes. going to need to link that to this episode, because shout out Don't to worry, Alex. Karina. I get two, it. Du- two dudes watch cartoons and Avatar, obviously. So, you know, I'm for it. Yeah. You know, Hell I'm totally yeah. for it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, just to kind of get through this interrogation thing, everyone kind of just agrees to leave Devin off the table. They think he's, you know, the least of the threats. I don't disagree, but I also think that they're still underestimating Devin. Like, oh, yeah. understandably, when you. And this is no disrespect to Devin, but I'm pretty sure that he would also. Well, he might not actually because it's Devin. So he would probably still say that he's number one. <laughs> but if you're looking at Jordan, Horacio and Devin. Yeah. You're probably going to want to go against Devin. Yeah. But to say that, like, as far as endurance goes, that he's not great. Mm-hmm. He's not great in comparison to Jordan and Horacio because they're on a whole other level. Oh, yeah. But. Devin still came into this season having really upped his endurance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the water aerobics have paid off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And well, he, here's, oh, sorry. And here's all I was going to say is sometimes I watch Devin. I'm like, fuck, dude, this guy just constantly surprises me, constantly surprised me. And I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised. He's good. He's really good. And I'm not going to be surprised. Mm-hmm. But it never ceases to amaze me how well he can read a room in a situation and analyze it and put it together in in a way that's beneficial to him but yet makes sense to the rest of the room yeah it is just super impressive and as somebody in management and sales i i wish i had a tenth of that ability because i would be a lot richer well yeah and just like like just his charisma and the way he talks to people you know like he walked into that interrogation room and he's like 
look at the names on the board and you know try to keep me off the list and then they're like you know who would you want to go against blah 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 and he's like well i mean what 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 am i gonna pick i'm gonna pick a soccer player i'm gonna pick a triathlete with a bad attitude like i don't don't know (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) you know fucking either way yeah like what am i gonna do it better be a puzzle Right, that, that's gonna be one of the bonus tracks on his album triathlete with bad attitude now i will say i gave him like the slightest bit more credit the first viewing than i did the second viewing because when he's sitting there and he's like the only reason you're asking me this is because there's going to be a swing vote mm-hmm. and then he looks at tori he goes oh, oh you're the swing you're vote. the swing vote bananas pointed to her Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. pointed yeah. at her, and I yeah. didn't catch that the first time. Like I thought that Devin just walked in, which is like totally understandable. Mm-hmm. But Devin just walked in and was like, "You're the swing vote." Mm-hmm. But I did catch Bananas point at Tori when he said it the second time. He pointed at her, and then Tori kind of like, uh, like sighed, you know, yeah. as he was pointing at her, and so it was just kind of confirmation. But yet the ability to read that there was going to be a swing vote in the room yeah, on this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's still super impressive. So after uh, Devin, they're going to go ahead and bring in Orasio, and uh, if Fessy once again sees himself in Orasio and uh, thinks they're twins, reflection. You yeah. know what? Honestly, like Fessy's comment doesn't mean dick to me. But I did like I did like Bananas comment where Bananas yeah. said that Orasio is the real deal like that. That's that's some shit right there. I'm yeah. never going to pass up the opportunity to say that Karina basically said that that's not worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, when you get a comment like that from Bananas, I mean, that means a yeah, fucking bananas, lot. Bananas doesn't say that about people. It's no. very rare that he compliments somebody like that and in that especially a rookie yeah and to that extent not just oh you know he's really good but like he he's like he's the real deal like yeah and it was a confessional it wasn't even something like the camera just happened to catch him saying to somebody and like he's deliberately said that to the camera it's just yeah that's 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 a compliment for Horacio. Yeah. I mean, the only time I really hear bananas not give a backhand compliment is usually when he's talking about other multi-time champs like CT or himself, himself, uh, Jordan, <laughs> you know, Darrell. You don't really hear those backhanded compliments to yeah. those guys. He, he, he says that, you know, they're the real deal or whatever, something mm-hmm. to that equivalent. But to say that to a rookie, fucking impressive that he's competed yeah. like, a, yeah, against all season, you know, yeah. they're, but really, I mean, I'm sorry, Tony, go ahead. I just wanted to go back and say once again that Fess was full of shit. Um, <laughs> when he was talking about Devin and he was like, he's come in last every time he's been there in regards to a final. It's like, OK, first off, fuck off. Uh, you came dead last. Then you got DQ'd. And the second time you didn't even make it to the final because you got DQ'd earlier in the game. Yeah, like, we've already confirmed that Devin has finished higher in a final than Fessy has, so Fessy can shut the fuck up. Exactly, bro. Yeah, so I wrote in my notes, so I just wanted to go back. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as me trying to find one point in every episode where Fessel has done something redeeming, there's mm-hmm. a minute there um, where he does like a shot of yeah, <laughs> ruin the joke, Rick. I was gonna say there was like a split second where they were in confessional and they panned to him. And he wasn't saying anything. And it was, you know what? Favorite Fessel moment of the entire episode. Oh, no, no, no. It's funny that you say that because he even 
posted a comment on Twitter. He's like, I'm like a true vet. I just sit back and listen. Shut the fuck up. You do make stupid little comments. Like when Anissa's talking, you're like, he's not. Sorry, one for ruining your I joke. I will cut out I Rick mind. ruining your yeah, joke. Yeah, but I mind. <laughs> no, leave it in. Secondly, he did just put something on Twitter. I saw it, and it was like a confessional count, and it was showing the cu- uh, cumulative confessionals over a certain amount of episodes, and he was at the highest point. And he goes, Thank and you. I tell, and he goes, I tell production next question all the time too. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're an introvert. You yeah. don't say shit. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. All I want to do is say thank you for the confessionals because you're on my fantasy team, but I'm going to lose anyway because you're all I have. Left. Oh, no, oh, anyway, sorry. It's okay. It, like, it's it's okay. Okay. If they it, haven't heard, if they haven't seen the episode and they're listening to us, then they're stupid. They're not stupid, but they're dedicated and we appreciate them. Um, with that being said, the, the whole star of this interrogation was the Jordan interrogation. Uh, and my favorite part of it was in the very beginning when Fessy goes to say something, he goes, Fessy, you might as well just put it on me. I, you, I owe you, or you owe me. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. I, and Fessy just yeah. shut the fuck up from yeah. there on. I was like, Jordan, nice. don't hear that? Yeah, yeah. Just stop talking, bro. I don't care. Yeah. I already know you're going to vote for me. Fuck off. This is up. not your moment. This is mine. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck off. I do like the interplay. We, whenever we get bananas and Jordan talking though. Yes. And when he, bananas, I forget exactly how he phrases, but he asked Jordan, you know, what's, you know, what do you think we should do? And he goes, well, let's look at the list and you know, you know, I see what it is. It's yeah. a common respect between champs that I really exactly. like seeing the interaction in from two. From one really good competitor to another really good competitor where they acknowledge each other's abilities and accomplishments. And yeah, I just I love that. I yeah, love that. it's it's, you know, like when we get bananas and CT mm-hmm. in the same season, like yeah. they they don't really work together. But you see, there's that mutual respect where they're like, I'm not going to go at you yet. Yeah, we'll wait. Yeah. Or the very last season that. Wes and Bananas went against each other. They actually kind of work together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's. It's nice to see. And it's it reminds me of when we watched like double agents and we were talking mm-hmm. about like how CT and Ashley were like giving these rookies a yeah. master class and how to play the challenge. It's and it's fun to watch. But then we get into obviously the inevitable, which is going to be Tori, Tori and Jordan a fucking meltdown. Yeah. And, you know, she starts it off with like, you haven't even apologized for calling me a terrorist flashback to uh I don't negotiate with terrorists, you know, and that whole debacle that happened and she's pissed off and she has a right to be pissed off about this. And, and I don't disagree with that, but I think Jordan's explanation saying that, look, you're like a terrorist of love. You took something that was special. That was us talking about spending our life together and our love for each other. And you dangled that in front of me over a game a game decision that she should know that Jordan keeps very separate. Cause we know that from talking to him once, I'm sure she's had that conversation with him. And that's where I really resonate with on Jordan's side in this is that she did play a messy game and it bit her in the ass. And I think he did it purposely to, to piss her off, but still nonetheless. Uh, yeah. I'll let you guys go before I get my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it was looking at when, Jordan voted for Fessel. It was sort of like the only way that he could, not that he's like intentionally being petty, but it was the only way that he could be petty in that situation and kind of take a shot across the bow without doing any actual damage. Mm -hmm. 
it's one of those things where like I can absolutely see where both of them are coming from. Yeah. Neither one of them are absolutely right. Neither one of them are absolutely wrong. It's just a super messy situation. Yeah. And you know what? And you're right because I'm, and I, I was incorrect. I shouldn't say that I side with Jordan on this. I think both of them are very valid in their feelings and their opinions on the matter because it's both of their truths in this situation, right? It's both of their perspectives in it. I, I agree with certain things that one does and disagree with certain things that they do. And that goes on both sides. You know what I mean? And I just, I see Jordan's point pretty clearly on this. And maybe, like I said earlier, because I'm a guy and I don't have the women's perspective, Tori's perspective is a little bit cloudy to me, but I'm, I don't want to invalidate that by any means. Yeah. And I, I think that the other thing that we have to keep in mind as well is that Yes, the breakup was a long time ago, um, as far as like months, days, whatever. Yeah. But for them, this is really the first time that they've interacted since they split. So despite the fact that it's like it's been done for a bit, it's still very fresh because they're right back in the exact same situation where it played out the first time. Mm -hmm. But then... They also have that separation where they haven't been as active in each other's lives for the past like year and a half. And now they're not only in communication, but they're in communication in the exact same house playing on opposing teams for a million dollars. Absolutely. It's it's a shit situation in the real life where you have all of your support system around you and you can escape by going to your own house. And now we're taking that shit situation and we're amplifying it in a pressure cooker of a million dollar competitive show. Josh, did you, do you have a comment on this? Cause I know Karina wants to kind of finish this part up. Yeah. So I have a certain, I feel a certain way about this um, just because of my actual situation recently. But the only thing I want to say is I love them both and I can see both sides of it. But when it comes down to it, I want to take it back to a thing that we didn't touch on earlier in the episode where Jordan and Horacio were talking and Jordan's just, you can tell from the beginning of the episode that this was going to be very heartfelt and you're going to, it was going to hurt at one time because Jordan says, this is no place for love. It's actually coming up after interrogation, but yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great conversation, but it is. No, you're fine. I'm glad you did that because we try to mirror the challenge and foreshadow what we're going to do later. (laughs) <laughs> so my bad so no, I no, no, that no, no, but that's so that's but it's a, a good point it's yeah. a good so point though when, when i when i take that part into the the whole episode then and i think about it it's just the only part that i really felt was when jordan said that you have to keep the personal relationship outside of this game this game is a game this how i feel about you is not going to change because of this game i'm gonna love you but at that moment that's that's where i was cited at and i was just like all right more to come later but that's where i was like all right that's where i understood it and i was just like oh my heart crush yeah and real quick before you hop in Mm -hmm. green and i'll let you close this out is the one thing that i think it was a moment of clarity and brevity between the two where they actually had an open interaction even though it was very heated in the exchange but they were honest and they got some things off their chest that they needed to get off their chest. And no offense to Tori, you guys 
everybody listening, everybody here talking with us or you guys with me right now knows how much I fucking love Tori. She's one of my all time favorite players that I've ever seen. But she does play a messy game sometimes and it does come back to bite her in the ass. And sometimes I feel like Tori goes out on a limb because she plays so much with her heart that she gets herself in situations where she makes deals where she can't always cover the back end of that deal, you know, and, no, and that she do stupid things. It does. And, and, and it's true. Like you said, the, this is no place for love. Right. So I'm sorry, Karina. OK, so look, here's here's how I'm seeing everything. And especially with the new information that we receive in this yelling match between Tori and Jordan, where, you know, Tori points out to it, they're arguing about the issue, right? Tori threatening the relationship and whatever. The way I view it, Tori came to Jordan in a vulnerable position when she came asking what he was going to do to to hold to his word to not vote for Fessy. I don't think that she was right to use their relationship as, you know, leverage over Jordan. But at the same time, it was a promise that he made to her. And I think that fans are looking at it as her trying to protect, like her issue was with protecting Fessy. When I think her issue was more, you made a promise to me. So if you break that promise that you made to me, that's going to change our relationship, which I feel is fair for anyone to say, because that's just how things work. Now, moving forward to what's happened now and where we're sitting at now, I think I, I sit more along the lines of where Tony is sitting, whereas I think they're both wrong and I think they're both right in certain situations. I think that at this point, they're both just being petty to each other. Yeah. Did Jordan took her saying that as an attack and as her, you know, trying to fight, trying to use their relationship as leverage to save Fessy. And he took a petty shot at her and she takes a petty shot at him and he takes a petty shot at her and she takes a petty like and it's just this endless, endless game of them trying to out petty each other. So in my honest opinion, I think they're both acting like fucking idiots. And I think that they both have good points and bad points. But at the same time, the way that they're handling everything is just asinine on both of their parts. And they're behaving like children. And it really sucks to see. And that's how I feel. Yeah. And Josh has a question for the class. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Josh. No, because something was said in this episode that I'm not going to bring up. Just remember the history there. When they were when they ended the relationship, she ended up being with Fessy. And for that whole scenario, I, mm -hmm. I get it. It's all heated. Yeah. And that's why I, I think that fans are reading it as that Jordan may even potentially be reading yeah. it as, as her trying to protect Fessy. When I personally feel like that conversation with Jordan had more to do with the fact that as my friend and as someone I love and someone who says you love me, because at that time they were just getting out of their little cuddle phase and the Nerese yeah. thing was blowing up and she's like you made a promise to me like me you know and I step yeah sorry no you're go good back go ahead. A step further and say Jordan with all the history there should never ever never have gotten made that deal to save Fessy in any manner and them and they should never gotten into bed Yes. There should never have been any cuddle time. Yeah, there should have never been cuddle time because that's the, not the right way to handle the situation. No. Yeah. He shouldn't have made that deal. 
he probably shouldn't have tanked fucking Narisa's game by getting cuddle partnered with her up. Yeah. Um, Cause that really just blew Narisa's game the fuck up from yeah. right there on. Yeah. And so and like, that's the thing is, and that's my, that's it, the there's other so thing many that, mistakes. Yeah. That's the other thing that bothers me is it's like, Jordan's like, Oh, you're playing a messy game. And it's like, Jordan, Really? Too, Do we sir, have to I'm talk about how fucking oh, messy your game has been this fucking season? Every season. Come on, bro. Every season, but <laughs> I love you. I adore you, but come on, bro. The one thing that is killing me, though, more than anything about this situation, I am so fucking sick of Tori constantly questioning whether Jordan would vote her in when he is every time it's been brought up has completely smashed it and said, I would never, ever do that. 100% will never do it, but yet she still questions it all the time. And Nisa even re- confer- reaffirmed that he would never do it. I yeah. think that just speaks to the lack of trust in their in their relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not like it Absolutely. wasn't amplified Insecure with what Nisa. happened. It's not like it wasn't amplified with what happened with the Fessy situation. You know what I mean? They They both have their own outlooks on it. And while... You know, Jordan has his outlook. Tori looks at it as you made me a promise and you fucking broke it and then tried to blame it on me and throw it on me. You know, so it's just like I I can see why she still questions it. But at the same time, it's like, come on, dude, like he's not going to vote for you. You guys are going to take little shots at each other from the sideline and stuff. But I don't see either one of them voting for each other at any point. So. I'll blame my viewpoint as I'm tainted right now. And I apologize. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's all good at the end of the day, I really feel like this is going, I, I, I hope that this is a very bumpy road to a smoother one of recovery and closure for them. Both, both in the future future and whatever it it leads to, to, whether it's a friendship, not talking or something more as far as romantic relationship, however it works for them. I hope it leads to somewhere where they're happy. And we're so happy you guys have stuck this far with us. We're going to ask you to stick through one more thing. And we're going to tell you about the best thing in the world that's free. And that's Anchor Ads. Thank you guys so much for sticking through that ad by Anchor FM. Well, I guess it's really by us for Anchor FM, but, you know, (laughs) why get into this? It's for you, the listeners. Yeah, I mean, and if you guys ever wanted to start a podcast, we really do recommend Anchor. And if you have any questions, oh, yeah. you can message any of us and we can tell you a little bit more about it's it. It's super awesome. It's and not- mean, if you message me, I'm more than happy to direct you to Rick or Karina, who actually <laughs> knows something about it. <laughs> which in turn will direct you to the website, which has more information than we can give We're you. Just so voices. We'll tell you to Google that shit. Google that shit. Anyways, so we get done with... Uh, uh, you know, deliberations or interrogations or whatever you want to call it. And we get back to the house, the Troika. (laughs) Welcome to the zone. What? Anyways. Um, and we get a scene of Jordan talking to Rossio and we kind of see how, uh, their friendship has kind of bloomed. I love Um, this. I'm here for them being friends. Yeah. Since the beginning of the game. And I enjoy it too. They seem very, very similar people when it comes to competition too. Yes, yes, like very even matched. Yeah. And, but <laughs> this is where Jordan <laughs> talks about how the challenge is no place for love, kind of referring back to the interrogation with Tori and everything that went down and what Jordan said earlier, or I'm sorry, Josh 
said earlier. There's too oh, many J's flying you around. Save me for Jordan. Thank you. Right. <laughs> you guys are both sexy yeah, as hell. It's the hairdo. Yeah, it's that's exactly what it is. Actually, good call, Tony. Hive mind. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Horacio, I think, brings up a very interesting point, and it's foreshadowing that uh, he realizes that during this conversation that he feels like Jordan is this might be the first time that Jordan's not really into the game. His mind's not really into it. He's not ready for what's coming. Yeah. Porsche. The gun show. Right. And this is where I got confused of when the actual conversation took place. <laughs> yeah. But we're here now. So that's all that matters. And then from there, it just goes straight to elimination. Yeah. And we get like, you know, some confessionals from Tori about how she's still not sure who she's going to vote for yet and how difficult this is. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so Anissa and Casey uh, both vote Horacio. Which made Jordan wrong. Yeah, because yeah. he was sure he was getting Casey's vote. Yeah, he was sure yeah. he was getting Casey's vote. And I think they all talked to make it where Tori was going to be the, you know, the swing vote for drama. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, though. She wasn't like, yeah, she they kept they they went past her, but then they went to her before bananas. So, like, yeah, she didn't, you didn't even have that moment where Tori is the deciding vote per se. Yeah. Yeah. Bananas no, still true. had to vote. But I will say, I hope that Fessel gave Olivia a very stern talking to because she burned her vote and she voted for Devin. <laughs> she could have voted for one of those other people. And you don't burn votes. That's not a good thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like legends don't burn votes. Yeah. <laughs> legends help you tell where something is in a book or a map. <laughs> let's, not, oh let's not talk about burn void bur, burn voids? Voids. I, I agree josh let's not talk about burn voids because john doesn't deserve that let's not talk about burn votes because i always think about leroy and that always breaks my heart oh that was so rough it was so great it was i love it but it was rough anyways uh Boyd does deserve that by the way he does Did he I really mean? does so anyways long story short Horacio gets the vote to go in after Fessy tells him how much, once again, he reminds him of his rookie season and how he sees him and has realizes he's better than Fessy in pretty much everything. Well, that's what he should have said. I tried to combine the names and then I didn't want to say it out loud. I don't want to even try. <laughs> it became fellatio. <laughs> and then I was like, in my, in my head, I combined them really quick and I was like, I'm nope. They don't have have a duo name. I'm going to make that. I'm going to do one of those apps where it merges two people's pictures and we're going to say fellatio on it. That's coming out. Brought to you by Tony. You're you're welcome, world. (laughs) It's going to have that (laughs) too. And tag Tony and it's good. This is how dumb my brain is at 2.49 (laughs) a.m. Um. So uh, we go down to the dagger pool, which is just Jordan and Devin. And was anybody surprised that Devin pulled the safe dagger? Apparently a lot of people were. I expected him to pull the safe dagger back in the deliberation room when Banana said that he wasn't going to be the direct vote. Exactly. Because Devin, you know, with 100% certainty that Devin knows where that dagger is every single time based on where the dagger's been every other time. He didn't hesitate. He walked right over and picked up the one that was safe. And what it is. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. 
No, it's 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 because World War Portland's about to drop on January 20th. And all we get from that is Johnny O'Reilly and how lucky he was about pulling it or never having to flip the dick card every time. Yeah. The dick card? No, the dead card. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, you mean the death card? Death. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anywho, so it's from White Claws. White Claw. Johnny Ain't O'Reilly. No and Devin has pulled it every time. He's known where it was every single time. And yeah, that's all look, I can think about is Johnny Riley. Look, when people say that it's rigged and Devin in production tells Devin or something, that automatically tells me that you don't understand how probabilities work. Yeah. Like, that's also. I know that um, Johnny Riley doesn't actually do many like podcasts or anything like that, but I did hear him say that he absolutely sees himself in Devon, so that makes sense. Well, they're both nor nor uh, fuck, New England, not North England. What the fuck? I was um, just gonna <laughs> give you a second. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me. Okay, we're there. I figured you get that. Yeah, the yeah. only one tripping over words. Oh, that happens all day, every day. You should have heard our intro oh, last week. It was Fuck. well. You've been off all day. I even asked you earlier. I was like, "How are you going to record but tonight?" Surprisingly, remarkably on during the podcast during the beginning. So I did the intro in one take. That yeah. was impressive tonight. Killing it tonight. Yeah, fucking fire for the <laughs> first time. Oh, sorry. God damn. Me. Um, but no, I mean, like. Let's be honest. I wasn't surprised at all. Devin pulls it. He knew where it was just based on probabilities. Um, and he had a 50-50 shot, so it makes it even easier. With that being said, the shining star moment for me after this is the confessional where he goes, of course I knew where that dagger is. And my, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember exactly, but it was uh, some along the lines is, you know, they'd call me young dagger in the, you know, as the kids would say. <laughs> and that was just confessional gold right there. I'm going to be beautiful. honest. It, it was beautiful. It was eloquent. It was funny. Kudos, sir. Kudos to you. And he really <clears throat> followed up with what everybody was already thinking, which is he did this for us because nobody wanted to see Devin versus Orasio down there. No. We all wanted to see Jordan versus Orasio down oh, there. Yeah. And that's the fucking <laughs> truth. It is facts. You. Exactly. He and said, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, America. And that's Thanks, a thing. Devin. <laughs> we sit here and we talk about all the time how we're like, fuck, I wanted to see this elimination or I want to see them go against each other in this. And we got fucking rookie of maybe greatest rookie of all time, maybe versus arguably one of the goats and yeah. could be considered the goat, depending on how you look at it. Yep. Um, going against each other in a physical elimination with endurance that's built into it with a classic balls in and Scott Yeager said this on Twitter and I 100% agree with him balls in might be the best elimination the challenge has yeah um, I yeah. know Paul Russell and he said it too and I'm quoting him directly on this Paul Russell and Hopper all get the glory but they usually don't live up to what balls in does yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. such a great elimination and it, it was no. this time too I will say double decker hall brawl is superior to hall brawl. I, oh, yeah. Especially if shoes are flying off. Yeah. Fire. Absolutely. I mean, they don't quite knock your socks off, but at the very least, they get the outer layer with the shoes. Yeah. Which is what I like to call my second sock. 
I mean, I think yeah. that's just like Olivia's thing Sausage. because when they had that <laughs> when they had that daily where they were like wrestling each other, pushing each other off the plank up top, she knocked Nani out of her shoes too. Like, yeah. like this fucking elimination is so exciting. We're comparing it to the other good elimination this season <laughs> and every other season. Um, right. But Jordan starts off with the ball first, and I've heard some people get kind of upset by what Jordan did, but I understand it, and I'm not upset by it, and I don't think Arasio was, no. which no. is that Jordan fucking threw an elbow as he ran into him. I don't think he, like, threw it. I, no, I don't no, think he threw an elbow. He no. fucking aimed that shit. You can see it in the slow motion. See, it looked to me like he deked. Right. He, yeah. Several times I, I watched that. I think he was going more chest level and Horacio ducked a little bit and that's what caught it. But if you look at it, Jordan has a little, little mark yeah, right there in his eye too. So they both got it. Oh, agreed. Yeah. And, and, and maybe you guys are right. Maybe he didn't aim for the face, but he aimed to fuck Horacio up oh. on that first hit. He was getting elbows. Oh yeah, so you know what I mean. There was, a, uh, there was no doubt that elbow yeah. was hitting something. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, yeah, but I just, I just don't see Jordan being like, oh, "I'm gonna elbow him in his face." No, no, like, no. I just, no, Fessel was up in the stands. He wasn't on the sand. Yeah, I think it was I just, going right here. I think it was going for the chest, and Horacio just got a little lower. I, yeah. I agree. I think you're right, Josh. And at this point, he, of course, you know, Horacio stumbles because he just got elbowed in the fucking face. Right. And Jordan scores, and I look at Karina, I'm like is he going to run through him every fucking time? You know, because it was just like, it was so surprising. And then it's Arasio's turn and Arasio starts going right and then just gives the most beautiful cutback move I have ever seen. And you just see Jordan pause and then all of a sudden go the wrong fucking direction Mm -hmm. and Arasio's gone and scores. Mm -hmm. Can I I say one thing? I, I know somebody right now personally that is just going ape shit over this one who is a former soccer player who played for right you know paulie he probably just fucking loved that every fucking second of that you know he did oh yeah i mean and look watching basketball football other sports you know you get a, a, a large appreciation for being able to take someone out of their shoes like that yeah and that was a beautiful move and you Especially saw it on jordan, jordan and it was on jordan it's not on sp- you know, fucking Dunbar. Sorry, Dunbar. Yeah, like you know it's fucking I mean? Jordan. You know, but and then so we're tied up one one. Uh, Jordan's up next. Jordan tries to do a little deke, as they would say up north, um, but ends up just basically running through Orasio again. Of course, Orasio kind of takes him down, but Jordan just kind of keeps struggling and fighting and gets up and puts the ball in. Arasio's up next, and Arasio this time takes a little bit of a different uh, perspective, which is he just kind of circled the outside and waited for Jordan to make the move. And I want to give a shout out to our other co-host who isn't here, Corey, because me and him were talking about this, and he's, you know, me and him were going back and forth, and he had brought up a great point that Jordan was too aggressive when he should have been passive about defending. He should have stayed back and made Horacio come to him instead of trying to chase Horacio down because that played into Horacio's skill, which is agility and speed. And it's, in my opinion, absolutely true. And I said something to that effect when we were watching it, just not as eloquently as our Raging Cajun put it. I was, I was so upset and disappointed because knowing what an athlete and a triathlete that Jordan is, 
as a, as Rick, I know you are because you played football. What are we always taught? We're always taught to make them make the first move. Mm-hmm. And and as a soccer playing soccer too, they yeah. always tell you to. And Karina can attest to this. You don't watch their feet. You watch their hips because their hips tell you where they're going. They don't exactly. Lie. Yeah, hips, hips don't, don't lie. lie. <laughs> you're ain't wrong. All right. Am I wrong though? No, you're right. Okay, oh, I just wanted to right. verify. You're just awfully quiet right now. That's all. One hundred percent. And that's you know, Jordan made a rookie mistake as a vet and fell for it. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, so and I'll I'll get to this here in a second. So tied up two two. Jordan's up next, and he runs right at Arasio again, and. Arasio catches him right and that ball just fucking pops out. They both go running after it. Arasio gets him down and they're, you know, it looks like Jordan's going to get to it, but TJ blows a horn and calls it dead, which I thought was weird because wasn't it still inside the, the yeah. circle? Doesn't matter. It hit the ground. The, the yeah, rule is once it go for a while. Yeah, but I, I don't know, but that's the general rule of balls. Right. When it comes out of yes. your hand. Oh, okay. It's a dead ball. Okay. okay. I thought it had to go to the circle. No, as soon as the ball hits the sand, it's a dead it's ball. It's a dead ball. It's... And the thought that I threw me off is that TJ let him go for a minute before he blew it. And I was just like. Yeah, I don't know if maybe he just didn't realize or I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. the general rule of balls in is once it hits the sand, it, it's a dead ball. But yep. uh, one, TJ probably let him go because he obviously was enjoying watching this as much as we were. Um, but the outside circle is if you step out of that, then it's dead as well. Is that yes. correct? Even if yes. you're on the, even yes. if yes. you're still holding the ball. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you I tackle him outside that ring or whatever, it's dead. And yeah. then what the inner circle is, the once defender can't step into that inner circle because that didn't make sense why there was two circles i didn't yes. get that okay I, well, assume, I assume that was because yeah i've seen that inner circle be bigger and the uh, defender had to step inside of it and they yes. were outside of it so this yes. is a different variation and we didn't get the full rules beforehand and i was just that's what threw me off for a little bit too yeah the inner circle was definitely smaller than it normally is but yeah the idea is it's like that having that safe zone right like mm-hmm. Like the, the, what do you call it? Like the pocket, right? For the quarterback or whatever. Like you have to have this certain distance until they come out of that little safe space before you're allowed to. So you have to stay in your safe space. Once they cross into the circle, then you're allowed to. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But um, so now it's 2-2 Orasio's turn. If he scores, he wins. Jordan stops him. We go another round. And Orasio comes in. Um, and hits him with the juke again. And Jordan kind of falls for it. And it shows the agility, speed, and endurance because this is now, you know, the fifth round that they're going running in the sand. And he's still able to make Jordan miss, um, which is super impressive. But Jordan does grab his shoe and fucking flings it up. So he gets him down and then grabs his other leg. And I'm thinking, I was looking at Karina this whole time. I'm like, he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's going to fucking climb up his back and get this. We're going to get another round. And, you know, as he went to move his arm, Horacio felt it and popped up real quick and was able to get the ball in. And Horacio is now 4-0. and 5-0. 5-0. Fucking Tied for the the uh, record for most elimination wins in one season. Tied with Sarah R from, or I'm sorry, uh, Sarah G from Gauntlet, I believe. Gauntlet. And then Wes and Casey from Fresh, Fresh Meat. Meat. Yeah. And then yep. on top of that is... His elimination resume includes two of the most highly rated champs in the fan base of all time. Mm-hmm. 
in Turbo and fucking Jordan. Yeah. That is a super impressive resume. And in my opinion, doesn't even really need to make a final in order to be listed as one of the greatest rookies of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I want to I touch agree. on one thing really quick where we're still talking about the eliminations and how everybody was talking about how the hits were personal or and he meant to do that. Or after every single freaking round, both of the competitors went up, shook hands, said, good job, let's get yep. it. And at the very end of it, what did they do? They shook hands and hugged and yep. Yeah. And they compliment yeah. each other. And Jordan was man enough to like, you know, in that situation. And that's he always is. And man. that's my thing is like I am so much more appreciative and and fall more in love with this show when we have real moments of real competitors that appreciate that they're gonna go hard in the moment, but afterwards it's all love. It's like, you know, watching a boxing match, and of course they're super hyped up before they go in. But for the most part, you know, in, in UFC they can they're able to shake hands and, you know, say congratulations and all that. And that true sportsmanship brings a lot to the challenge. If they fucking start keeping timers and made more clear rules, we could call it a fist sport, but shitty situation because we all are Jordan fans and it sucks to see him get eliminated. It was a no win elimination for for the challenge fandom podcast. Yeah, Yeah. it really was because I was excited, but it, you know, it's a win lose is how I would put it. Cause I really like Horacio too. But, and then, uh, they, we say goodbye to Jordan, but Jordan has a moment with Tori. And the only reason I bring this up, I don't know exactly what he says verbatim. He just just said, Tor, I'm sorry. And, but he said more than that about, you know, playing the game a certain way and stuff. He had more. Yeah. But to her, he said, I'm sorry, but she fucking broke down. I broke down. You broke down. Fucking crying my eyes out. Jordan cried. I cried. I mean, it was, it was a touching moment. I liked it. And at that point, I was waiting for her to run down there and give him a hug. It didn't happen. He ran That's off. That's what I was waiting for, too. I yeah. thought it was going to happen. That moment right there would have fucking solidified everything for me, and I would have just went to sleep. I, I felt that it meant more the way that it ended, actually. Yeah. I do, too. Really? Yeah. Really? Care to elaborate at all or no? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, fair. Uh, I, just, I just think, like, they know that they're not like at this point they're both very clear on the fact that they're not going to be in a relationship it's not something that's in the cards for them right now and with all the ups and downs i just feel like it was their way of acknowledging that they like it was his way of acknowledging that he wants to leave everything in the game and potentially like move forward with a friendship and i think that that's how tori read it and i just think that a hug in that moment would have given the wrong kind of like vibe to it it would have been performative yes yes exactly like it was just okay yeah it just just felt more organic more authentic that you know she sat up there she cried she didn't rush down there she's still playing the game you know they're not together they're not trying to get you know and i think she's she's starting to accept the fact that it's just not in the cards at least not right now and you know so i think it was just a more like friendship level amicable kind of split of we were both acting like assholes and i'm sorry that it had to end this way kind of a thing yeah it was more authentic to where they both are now and where they are as a duo yeah now um yeah i just i felt that it was more it was more powerful and more like emotionally charged the way that it played out yeah 
I can respect that. I, I, I see. I see that perspective. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So Jordan takes off and, uh, you know, TJ starts sending everybody out and he drops a little comment to them and says, you know, hey, just remember, I can show up anytime, any place, anywhere. So just be ready. And, and the foreshadowing. And um, I looked at the clock and it's only nine o'clock. Yeah. And you yeah. still have like, 30 okay. minutes left. <laughs> what, Josh? One's going to die. Oh, shit. Josh, we love you very we love much. love you. Oh, Dude, I will get this figured out some way. So, I'm going to buy hey. you a double dongle so you can plug in your headphones and your fucking charger at the same time. Right. And mail it to you. Time. <laughs> I'll, I'll, hit, I'll message you here in a little bit when we're done and send me your address, okay, yeah. where I can mail something to you. All right, we'll do. All right, buddy. I love you. Love you guys. Love, love you. you. Strong. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait, real quick. Who's your MVP? Dude, oh, <laughs> Okay. Women's Fair. MVP. Women's MVP. Um, Horacio. Love it. Fair. Good yeah, call. He's gonna, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're I, good. I'm, only, I'm only giving one MVP tonight, and it's all Horacio. You're good. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's a hot take. Episode. Love all you right, guys. Man. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Later. Um, yeah, so, so TJ drops that little comment to them, uh, pretty much letting them know that he's going to show up with some sort of surprise at some time. Like, why else would he say that he could show up anywhere? I'm sorry. I just, I'm looking at her notes and it's so great because it's such a, a, a great encapsulation of this whole next five minutes of the show, oh my God. which is our notes are heading twist dash TJ shows up. And that's exactly what happens. It's the morning. They're all working out. People are getting up. Anissa still has her fucking eye cover that she sleeps with on. Yep. And uh, all of a sudden, TJ starts walking through the yard and, you know, mass excitement starts. And people are like, I don't want to follow him. And, you know, the rookies are like, I'm going to follow him. <laughs> I think Bammer was like, I'm following him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I 100% thought that when Bananas saw him and was like, oh, shit, it's TJ. I thought he was running away. I didn't think he was going to tell anybody. I don't think he was like, shit, it's TJ. Bye. And then he was just running back into the house. I'm going to hide. I'm surprised he didn't. Note down. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to just say real, say real quick. I'm surprised Bananas didn't run up into the house and say, uh, TJ's here with his T-Mobile sidekick. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, cheap joke. And a Zune. Um, <laughs> was the, the conversation that Tori and Bananas had after this or before this? Because I wanted uh, to make sure it, that I mentioned I think it. it was before this. It was before yeah. this. Sorry, but yeah, So please. yeah, you can go ahead and address that. Sorry, I just didn't write it Once down. Once again, Bananas, this is very much an episode like highlighting Bananas. And I said this to Sarah earlier on in the week. So it's kind of funny that this episode has been so like pro Bananas because I said to her like, I've noticed that I do give bananas a lot of shit on the podcast, but it's it all stems from the sole fact that he always guns for Jay every time that he's on the show. Yeah. And I actually really like bananas and I have from the very first season that I watched him in, but not to not to give it away, but he absolutely gets my honorable mention for this episode. And a large part of it is when he has this conversation with Tori. And just very simply, like, asks her how her mental health is. How she's doing, yeah. And how she's doing, like, with everything that's just gone down. And it's such a great moment because, like, not that he's not that he's an old man because he's, like, 40. But, like, old man bananas is way more down to earth than likable the last <laughs> time we've seen him. He's just real. He's yeah. more yeah. real as a person. Yeah. I appreciate it so much more. And it, 100%. It's, 
And it's it's I think we look at some of these people like bananas that we see every season almost. We've gotten a few seasons off from him recently, but, you know, there was a stretch there where he was on every season from for like almost 15 seasons. Right. And so you don't really see the evolution because it's every year, every year. But he's slowly evolved slowly. And then we get this gap and it's like, oh, okay, we see bananas for the person that he actually is kind of a little bit beyond the edit. Uh, quick self plug. Don't forget to check out our beyond the edit edit episode. Fuck. I fucked that up. Just delete this. Um, Just do it again. Little self plug. Don't forget to check out our beyond the edit episodes where we interview challengers like Chris Tamborello or Wes Bergman or Sarah Rice. Dun, dun, dun. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. But anyway, bananas like the evolution of it and seeing him have that moment, like you said, where he's asking about her mental health. And it's it's a moment that's probably wasn't going to be in the show, but it was yeah. such a pure moment between just two people that understand the situation and him acknowledging the fact that he wouldn't even wor- wish this on his worst enemies. Yeah, it's it's one of those moments that goes beyond the show, you know, like yeah. it's real. I definitely appreciated that. And to me, when I gave my rating of a 6.5, the only reason he gets this is because of this 20 minute <laughs> section from the elimination to this conversation. Like if yeah. if if that was its own 20, 30 minute show, it would have gotten a 10. But absolutely. Was, and I, yeah. I do appreciate the like the added coverage slash like conversations surrounding mental health it's becoming a lot more commonplace on the show yeah and it's absolutely necessary especially in an environment like that yeah yes so it's nice to see that even if we don't always see it the fact that we've seen it in this moment means that it's probably happening more that we're just not getting uh that people are actively checking in with each other which is nice that is really awesome it's unfortunate that maybe production missed the ball and even if they wouldn't have missed the ball, wouldn't have been received in the time in we were in society, but they could have had a lot of really great conversations about alcoholism and drug use on the challenge yeah. too, to to raise awareness of, about certain situations. <clears throat> but anyways, getting back to TJ showing up. <laughs> uh, so they all follow TJ back in the house. He, I don't know if you guys got this. He hopped up on the pool table and looks like he almost He's fell back. He's just like swinging his leg, <laughs> just like very, Bananas is like, what are you doing in our fucking house? And I love that TJ replied, actually, Bananas, this is my house. And I was like, owned. In, a, in an episode full of great quotes and great deliveries, top. Agreed. Facts, facts. So I just want to throw this out there. When this moment happened and TJ was like, well, actually, Bananas, this is my house. I was sitting there in anticipation. Waiting for him to say to get the fuck out. Good luck living on the beach. I'll see you guys at the next daily. Like how dope would that have fucking been if TJ and then and then just imagine like just a a, a 30 second to like a one minute scene of like TJ just going around the house like wearing their sunglasses like dumping all their alcohol down the sink like eating all their snacks and shit and like you got like, you know, the party rock anthem like playing in the back. Like that would have been such a fun scene. Like that would have been so dope. But no, that's not what he does. He tells them to get dressed and go to elimination. Right now. Right We're going now. To it, but all of you. When we go to the cutscene of them all going to elimination, it's obviously hours and hours later because it's getting yeah. dark. 
<laughs> so well, it was okay. like when they left for the daily, like in the middle of the day, and then they yeah. arrived at the daily at night. Yeah. What the fuck? So weird. So weird. (laughs) But uh, at this point, uh, they get back into the elimination and TJ drops the twist, which is get back into your partners. Teams are over. Ride or dies. And you're back with your ride or die. And then that, of course, leaves Fessy, Casey and Anissa without ride or dies. And they're just sitting there. And TJ tells them to come down there and they're basically they Anissa, think they're out. Anissa's like, we're fucking gone, you know, yeah. whatever. And they're, you know, they're telling the people behind them like, oh, you know, just, you know, go get that money, you know, basically saying their goodbyes. Yeah. Casey was telling Nani. She's like, dude, just just keep playing. Like, you know, Bessie wasn't saying anything to anyone because <laughs> he has no friends. He's an introvert. Um, and, <laughs> and then at that point, you know, TJ reiterates, which is. Remember in Challenge USA when he constantly reminded everybody that they were playing for a spot in the global? It's the same thing this season as TJ reminds them that your ride or dies are everything. I still like the phrase, you live and die by your ride or die. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. And he tells them that again. And then he pauses, I don't know, or he says, come on out. And then, you know, they get a moment of we get three people running up and it takes a second. Then they realize that uh, Nisa's ride or die Jordan's there. Bessie's partner Mariah and Casey's partner Kenny are all coming back and TJ informs them that they have to do uh, an elimination to get back into this game. Only only two of them are going to get back in. One's going home for good. And we find out relatively soon after that, that this is stage one of, you know, two eliminations to determine who are the two people coming back into the game. In this first elimination, what they're going to have to do is there is a ramp and you have a looked like a, a fairly large barrel that Very was heavy huge cylinder. Yeah. Yeah. That's heavy as shit. Mm-hmm. And they have to push it up this ramp up across a white line and up high enough that their feet are not touching or crossing the white line. And the first person to hold that barrel there in that place for one minute, uh, wins. wins yeah. Simple as that. Um, super easy right away. I'm looking at this and I think, Okay, Jordan is at a little bit of a disadvantage because he's not going to get the same kind of grip, but he could use his shoulder in different like angles to create the, you know, so he'll be able to figure it out. Is Anissa going to be able to hold it? And then I looked at Karina and I said, I think Fessy and Mariah are good on this one because they're the two strongest. Yeah, they're the most well-balanced. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, and I literally a second later, I was like, Casey and Kenny are fucked. Yeah. And it's not because neither of them are aren't good competitors. Their size just wasn't comparable to what the other people were working with. Especially within like the first couple attempts where they got so much sand on their ramp where they couldn't get that grip. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like nothing against Casey and Kenny. I'm seem to be one of the few who likes Casey. Um, I don't know exactly. I don't exactly know why there's so much hate towards Casey, oh, but lame. I like Casey and I like Kenny as well. Like Kenny's funny um, and he, he has is, no yeah. quit. He's yeah. like, he may not be coming in as the biggest and baddest competitor, but he 100% gives it his all, which is yeah. all that I ask for in a competitor. Like, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Nope. That was it. So here's my thing. I like Casey in anything she does that's competitive 
like when there's like an endurance or a competition or a physical aspect. I love watching Casey play because I think she is a top level uh, female competitor. Yeah. I just think that either because of the edit or because of her current storyline or whatever you want to call it, she there's just not much there socially and entertainment wise beyond the competitive value of it. Mm-hmm. I would say the edit. And, and, and that's fair. And it could be that. And I don't want to say it's one thing or the other, cause I don't know for a yeah. fact, but I think the exact kind of opposite of Kenny, like he won't quit and he won't give up. He's got heart, but he's not the best competitor, but he's, fucking funny when you get him on camera yeah you know he's entertaining i would have liked more confessionals from kenny this season yeah same and of course we're foreshadowing about them slipping on the sand and everything um because i didn't get why they didn't stop and just like i know you can't completely clear it because you still got sand on the bottom of your shoes but at least take some of it because it was like piled on there i think it's a time thing like when you start when you like slide back a couple times and you know that other people yeah. have already got up there and they're holding it, you then panic. you're not like you're not thinking about the the sand that's on your board after the fact. That's all you're thinking about because you're looking right. at it and like any shot that they have of their ramp is just like coated with sand. Yeah. So I mean, Jordan took that like one two second moment where he kicked the sand off of his shoes. Right. And was also um, in effect kicking it off of the ramp because of where he was kicking. It was just kind of like shuffling down. But that was the only time that I saw anybody actually actively try to remove the sand from their ramp. Yes. And like Sarah actually fell asleep before this. So the last thing that she saw was TJ saying, actually, bananas, this is my house. (laughs) <laughs> and then she fell asleep because of course we had watched two episodes of survivor and then this but we started this later so this was like almost midnight by the time that we actually got around to watching this part of the episode mm-hmm. um so she watched it tonight for the first time and as soon as they started she was like i hate to say it because of who it is and nothing against mariah but this is bestie and mariah's challenge to lose yeah because they had the ability of just being able to they had the luxury of not having to communicate because anisa and jordan and kenny and casey have far better communication skills and are in a far better place as far as teammates go than bessel and mariah it just so happens that there wasn't really much communication that needed to happen to move the barrel past the line and stay there So here's my thing. I actually disagree slightly on the fact of Mariah and Fessy in a partnership, especially when it's a competitive partnership. And the reason I say that is, is because I feel like Mariah, and I don't know this, if it's a natural thing or just in this situation, tends to feel like she's taking a submissive role in the partnership, like she's taking the Mm -hmm. second place. And Fessy is naturally going to want to dominate any partnership so he just wants her to listen and she'll oblige in these situations for the most part especially when it comes to competition so that's where i disagree in the fact that they don't work well as a team because i think they have a natural dynamic in the team that works but that wasn't the determining factor by any means like you said it was really who is the strongest and biggest and can get the most leverage on this thing and hold it up and that was fessy and mariah they were the ones to hold it up first for one minute 
and it looked like uh, Jordan and Nisa were about 20 seconds behind him or so. Yeah, maybe. Uh, give or take, yeah. Give or take. So Fessy and Mariah have earned their way back into the game. Confessional part where Fessy talks about how great he is and how much he loves Mariah now. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Um, and then we are informed that we're going to get another elimination and it seems like it's going to happen right now, which is going to make it interesting because yeah. they're already a little bit gassed from doing this. Yeah. Well, and Jordan's only had like one night off, presumably. From his last yeah. elimination, exactly. And and here's the thing. We haven't had it all season yet. And then we get hit with the fucking to be continued. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I dun, dun, dun. fucking love it. Suck me in because I'm a oh, 90s God. baby. Jesus. Um, but we do get a little preview. Of what's uh, next week. And it's one of my favorites, yes. um, which is it looks like we're going to get Casey and Kenny and Jordan and Nisa finishing up this elimination in not so fast. Yeah, and this is interesting because if it was Jordan versus Kenny or Jordan versus Casey, Jordan all day. But Jordan and Nisa working together in this situation versus Casey and Kenny, who are brother and sister, are going to have a very interesting dynamic in this. It's a toss up, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm excited to see it next week. Yeah, it is. You guys are not going to want to miss our recap on this next week. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fire. We might get a double elimination. We might get, you know, someone going home in the beginning and someone at the end. Or we might get TJ just pushing us back where we're getting eliminations in the beginning of the episode because they do that shit, too. So who knows? That's the real twist of the season is will we get two eliminations in one episode? Yeah, that's that's a good point, because they have done that before where they switch like in at some point. They switch from doing eliminations at the end of the episode to doing them in the beginning. And then the very first part of the final, you get an elimination in the beginning of the episode and then they go right into the final. So I could definitely see that happening. It's, it's possible. Question. Little, little question before we get into our MVPs and close out. Yeah. Do you guys think we're going to get a daily where if you don't win the daily or you don't, you come in last place, you're automatically eliminated? Oh, like a purge kind of yeah, thing. But, before yeah. the final. Mm. Do we think we're seeing that? Maybe. Maybe if they if they had done like bottom goes in at any other point, then I would see it a lot stronger for bottom goes home. But I mean, I don't even think like bottom goes in just if they had everybody finish the fucking daily at any point. Yeah. During the yeah. season. Yeah. Then true. I would say, yeah, potentially. But all all season it's been. Once the winner wins, it, it, it the game's over. You don't have to finish whatever the the challenge is. So, yeah, I I just think it would be really weird for them to all of a sudden implement for just one daily. Hey, you guys are actually all gonna have to finish this time, you know, kind of a thing. But I could see it where they do times and then the bottom two do an elimination, and that's possible too, or slowest time. You know, if it was something like that, as opposed to like a, a direct, you know, everybody's running at once. But if it's in like heats and it's like the fastest time wins, he might say in the slowest time you're gone Bye. you know, yeah. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. I have a side question to that. What's up? While we're asking questions, given that this is ride or dies and you live and die by your ride or die and all that good stuff. Do you think that when we hit the final it's going to be individual times throughout the entire thing. And the pair who wins are going to have to choose whether to keep the money or take or split the money. 
we did it last season where they had the opportunity to give however much they wanted to to the other places. Yeah. Now, a ride or die season to show how much of a ride or die they truly are. Do you think that they'd give the option to split the money or take the money? Because it's consecutive seasons, I say no. That's the only reason I'm saying no, too, is because it's back to back and they just did like a money kind of grab kind of thing. But it makes a lot of sense. Uh It would. Especially for the theme. It would have been better for them to do it this season than last season. But, you know, agreed. And who knows, maybe they will do it back to back. And I wouldn't be mad at them for doing it this season because it makes so much sense with the ride or die theme. You know what I mean? And especially the fact that Russell wins. Yeah, and the fact that Bananas is in there. I'm hoping Fessel doesn't even make it to the fucking final. Here's my thing. It's been, and I know that I've been harping on Fessel, and I've been focusing on Fessel, but I feel like we've been getting a lot of Fessel all season, and I don't know if it's their attempt to rebrand him, and they're just doing a really bad job at it because they have nothing positive to work with, or whether it's a matter of him going deeper than usual, and I don't like the latter option. I think it's a lack of other viable storylines creating drama and Fessy and Mariah is the biggest one outside of Tori and Jordan. And that's why we're getting a lot of it Yeah, because we weren't getting any of it in the beginning because they weren't really they were vibing or they just weren't talking. But once they were able to create some friction and Jay and Michelle were not such a big storyline anymore towards the end. It was just a natural transition. I think. And I think like like here's the thing. MTV, Bunim and Murray, all of them, like they see what the fans think of Fessy. Like they see it. They're not stupid. They see all the social media stuff. And so the way I feel is it's like he started the season off trying to do this rebrand thing, right? Of I'm Fessel and I'm going to not try not to be messy. And then he ended up being super messy. And I feel like they're just like really laying on every little tiny messy thing he could do as like a counterpoint to the way he started the season. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I appreciate that. Well, yeah. And like, I want to like him, but he's, he makes it incredibly difficult. He does. So maybe next season. Here's my thing. I, I don't like, and I'm going to preface this because I, I want to make it very clear. And I see, and I think everybody on the team feels this way that, the people in the game are very different than the people in real life. And I'm sure Fessy in yeah. real life is probably a fucking gem. And I'm going to disregard every other <laughs> bad thing I've ever heard about him on social media in real life and think it's false and probably not 100% accurate. And I do think Fessy in his own way is probably a really great guy. And he does have good friends outside of the game that play yeah. the game with him. So I'm giving him credit on that. But in the challenge, He is the villain and he Mm -hmm. is typecast as that villain every season. And without him, the last couple seasons, Karina said it last week on the podcast. What storylines are we talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's Fessy's thing. And, And I appreciate it because there is some drama. There's someone being an asshole and I appreciate it. And because bananas isn't that guy anymore. And I yeah. appreciate that bananas isn't that guy anymore. And it's it's time for Fessy to be that. And I'm okay with it. Hmm. I mean, he's not bananas. Let's not get that twist. That's say, not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's the asshole in the house. That's all I meant. Yeah. I just yeah, I don't I'd know. be fine with like not a villain. No. An right. anti-hero of sorts. That's Jordan. The person Yeah, but like I don't need a villain to enjoy a show. I mean, look at Survivor 43. 
disagree with you wholeheartedly. Jesse, what? I disagree with you wholeheartedly. The, the, I think trying to make an equivalency to the survivor type of doing the show without a villain yeah. and the challenge where you need a villain because it's not about a jury and everything is based on what is going on in the house at that moment and not really long term game like they do in Survivor. Yeah, it's a bad equivalent. But I do see your point of view on that. Mozzie's tired of your shit. I'm I'm tired of my shit, bro. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just feel like it's a bad equivalent because in this shows that we don't have a villain, it seems a bit lackluster to me. Yeah, I'm fine with like conflicting like with animosity between teams and things like that like if you have going back to Devin and bananas being at odds or like anybody else being at odds with one another that creates its own conflict to the point where you don't need an isolated villain that's just a jackass to everyone equally no i i I, yeah i can see your point in that i just Agree to disagree on this one. We're not hive minding on this one. <laughs> I just want him to be likable because he's a good competitor. I don't like actively rooting against him just because he's a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> but I am. Fair enough. Well, I think I, I, I think the kitty's letting us know it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> Did you want to do MVPs really quick? Yeah, I'm going to go first on MVPs. Um, so male MVP. Um, It's going to be a co one because I think one was overall competitively just super fucking impressive. And that's Orasio with how he did in the daily with Nani and in the elimination against Jordan. It's not every day you beat a goat. Yeah. And then my rookie year. Yeah. Your rookie. Is that a goat? That's a goat. Mm -hmm. And then as far as on the entertainment and just overall enjoyment of the episode, I'm giving it to Devin. Like there was a lot of great quotes, including the one where Tori was talking about oh, how Jordan yeah. threw a wrench in his plan and he looked he goes, at her a wrench. a wrench. He threw a whole fucking Home Depot in your plan, <laughs> in your game. And it's just a great fucking line. So Devin's my co-MVP. Women's MVP, I don't have one, but honorable mention, shout out to Tori because she's been going through some shit this season that I wouldn't want to go through in my personal life, let alone on public television. Yeah. Um. So Back. shout out to her back i'll just i'll just jump in because mine are pretty much the same as yours um same exact same for the male mvp orasio and devin orasio for his uh, you know physical competition devin for just being entertaining this season and keeping even you know kind of slower boring episodes like this somewhat entertaining and nice to watch as a fan And then for my female MVP, I'm just going to I don't really to me, nobody really super stood out. I'm going to go ahead and just give it to Casey because she was with Fessy for winning the daily. Um, So I'll go ahead and just give it to her with, you know, an honorable mention to Tori for, like you said, handling everything with, uh, you know, maybe maybe grace isn't the right word, but damn sure handling it a fuck ton better than I would have. Without, to. <laughs> without having a mental breakdown. And I'm going to uh, make a change to my list. Keeping Tori as the honorable mention, female MVP. Fuck it. I'm giving it to Olivia because it was her birthday. Oh, that's a yeah, that's nice. OK, Tony, what's your MVP? So co-MVP for the men. Pretty much exactly like Rick. We're back on Hive Mind, um, Horacio and Devin. But I do want to give honorable mention to Bananas for just having mm, a stellar outing go. as like Bananas 2.0. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll add that on to mine, too. That's yeah, nice. I like yeah. that. And also, I'm going to give my MVP to Nani because 
she did that twice. Mm-hmm. And she did and good times. Did really well. Yeah. yeah. And if it wasn't for Fessel and Casey going a little bit faster, her and Arasio would have won. Yes. So I do believe that. Nani's been getting a lot of shit for a lot of things this season. So I'm very happy to give her my MVP because she has more than earned it, especially this episode. I'm I'm very much on the Tory bandwagon of honorable mention going to Tory. Yeah. Also, like not just for this episode, but also for bringing like attention to mental health and everything else and being very yes. open with it. Absolutely. Because her being open with it allows other people to be open with it because it's now it's seen as less of something that you don't talk about. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I know he's not on right now, but every time this gets brought up, he always says it. So in, you know, honor of Josh, I'll say it for him is, you know, Tori being so open and talking about getting help and stuff towards the beginning of the season is, you know, what gave Josh kind of like the motivation and the strength to do that for himself. And he's been doing a fuck ton better than he was doing before. Yeah, You know, and so it, it does help people. And, you know, I know some people are complaining about, you know, all the, you know, the personal storylines and heavy focus on the mental health and they don't necessarily like it, but it does help certain people. And if it's not for you, fast forward through that part. Like, I don't I don't know what to tell you, but there are people out there that it does like it's not completely pointless. There's you know, Josh isn't the first one, isn't the only person who watches the challenge who was affected by that moment. And, and you know, no. and I, I just I, I, I like that they're putting more attention and light on issues like this, you know, so I'll go on record as saying I'm in the same boat as Josh, like between Tori being on this season and being more open about it, as well as like on our socials and stuff like that. And also Sarah Rice between like the Brain Candy podcast and this changes everything. Yeah, like I'm now going to therapy as well because yeah. i looked at him like i'm spinning millions of plates yeah i know that those plates are not going away anytime soon so seeing those conversations happen mm-hmm. makes it much more i guess makes it a lot easier to say you know what i need to look at myself as well yeah because Absolutely. they're doing it so what does your life look like and is it something that you can also incorporate to make it it's like you know what if they if she can get up and she can do this in front of you know hundreds of thousands or you know a million people on tv then you know i can do this for myself privately and totally. you know and so i i really do ex- respect that and i'm sorry i know you've been trying to say something it's Go okay ahead. it's okay so um i think it's important to say this and call it a psa or whatever but if you are struggling you're having a hard time mentally uh, it's affecting your life. Go talk to your doctor. Go look into seeing a therapist. You know, and if the therapist isn't enough, go talk to your doctor about other options about medication that may be able to help you live a more fulfilling and happy life. Yes. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing more important than loving your life. You know, and sometimes we need help with that. Yes, and absolutely. So, you know, if you if you hear this and this resonates with you, Go reach out to your doctor. It's the best thing you can do for yourself. And at the end of the day, if you're not working on yourself, you can't help work on anyone else. Absolutely. And I just want to add on to the end of this really quick. If, you know, you're ever in a situation where you feel like you need to talk to somebody immediately and you can't talk to your doctor, remember that there is help out there. 
There is a crisis helpline. Yes. You can call and or text 988 and uh, it will get you to the suicide and crisis lifeline. Um, they'll talk to you on the phone. They'll text with you. You can go to the website and chat via, you know, chat box, whatever you're most comfortable with. But there is help out there. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for it. And even if it's not like a suicide thing, there are other resources where you can reach out and talk to yes. you know people uh, just over the phone or through text we will, at no we'll charge. And we'll yeah. link some of those. But for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony Stats and Info Lance and Josh motherfucking Chambers and Corey, the Raging Cajun Viator, who <laughs> wasn't here with us tonight. We want to thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and listening to us talk about the challenge and then hearing this message afterwards because it, it really does mean the world to us. We love you guys. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Take care. Good night. Later. Bye.